You know the thing about a shark? He's got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, doesn't seem to be living until he bites you. And those black eyes roll over white and then... Oh, then you hear that terrible high-pitched screaming. The ocean turns red, and in spite of all the pounding and the hollering, they all come in and they rip you to pieces. <laughs> Listening to the Buzz Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 246. Welcome back to the Buzz to Kill Podcast, where today we continue our adult trend of staying the fuck out of the ocean because everything in it will literally kill you. In the quint essentials. <laughs> right? Yes. Because the quint? I get it, James. <laughs> <laughs> so if our intro uh, was a little bit weird, I know it was to James. <laughs> uh, oh, I- <laughs> you mean... You mean the guy? You mean the guy delivering a monologue about my ex-girlfriend? <laughs> oh no no! <laughs> <laughs> With those those dead eyes, those the, black eyes, like dog's dog eyes. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that part, James. Um, no, that was the soothing sounds of the uh, the greatest '80s hair metal band, oh, Great White. <laughs> Great White. Who? Such a tragedy! What happened with that them? That was in Michigan. That was in, the, fuck, that dude, was in that Detroit, was, wasn't it? Was, uh no. No? I don't think so. No, it was on the East I think Coast. It was in New York. Is it New York? New York. New York. New York. <laughs> That's not how you say it. None of us said that well at all. It's New York. Like, New York. <laughs> yeah, it was in New York. <laughs> I'm going to New York for Christmas. <laughs> New York. Oh, I got it. I think nothing. it was in New York. New York. We should actually look it up. We should. We should. Um, uh, yeah, it was like a fire, though, right? The pyrotechnics. Yeah. In fairness, they were doing pyrotechnics they were doing fucking in a tiny ass yeah. club. Like, Who come on. does that, man? Come on. I'll great, tell you. Great White apparently great does Great White, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like we, don't, we give the crowd what they want. And they're like, they want you to not play because you're Great White. Well, that's true. That's probably true. I was looking up. Most of these people are here for the opener. I was looking up songs to use for that intro thing or whatever. Yeah. And like, I'm like, what was there? What was Great White's hit? I've no, never heard none. of a single none. Great White song. There was none. <laughs> it's like even the ones where they're at their peak of popularity. And I listened to them. I'm like, nope, never heard of it. So. Uh, actually, hold on. Hold on here. Hold on. I didn't know this, and I actually like this song. They... Day. Once, once bitten, twice shy. Yeah, that was them. I'd never heard that song though. You've never once bitten, twice shy, baby. It's like a. You've never a, heard no, that. No, it's a slow song, song though, because I did listen to it today. My, 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 yeah, it's pretty slow. They did shy, do. Baby. They did do a cover I of "Kickstart My Heart" though. That's actually better than the crew version. You mean Kingston Maha? Kingston Maha. Kingston Maha. Kingston Maha. It's better than the crew version. That maybe that's blasphemous, but. I liked it better. Uh, their singer's name is Jack Russell, which oh, is really? kind of cool. That's a dog. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little dog. It's a bit of a little dog. What if, it was, what if you're listening to it? It's these big, heavy guitars, and all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's all you hear. 
Uh, that wasn't even funny. Hey, James. Hi. How are you doing? Oh, hi. Oh, hi, guys. I'm Mike. I'm James, apparently, tonight. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, if we're in an especially good mood, it's because, A, it's fucking Shark Week. <laughs> right? And no, I'm not talking about, yeah. you know. Not the one. Not, that, not, not the one, that one. Not the one that we dread. Yeah, the one where you really stay out of the, the water. one that comes the come the one that comes one that comes once. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> no, it no, it decidedly doesn't. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> the one that comes once every month, but we're talking about the one that only comes once a year. Once a year, baby, and uh, it's not technically Shark Week yet. But which by the time if we you're could, listening, which to this, if we could flip flop the two, right? What if what if the what if the the good no. Shark Week came once? A month, Ooh. and the bad Shark Week came. It's true, but I feel like I would be living my life in fear all year, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, uh, but no, it is. Uh, it is uh, as of Sunday officially Shark Week. And uh, James, what goes better with Shark Week than a couple of movies about the most famous shark ever? The ma- the most famous shark, Brucey. Bruce, Brucey. <laughs> Come on, right? <laughs> At least in one movie. Um, but, uh, but yeah, not to, not to get ahead of ourselves, but I'm excited because I've never seen the three sequels and damn so, it. Uh, and it, it took you way too long to get to the first one. It did. But as we've talked about in the past, I saw it in the best way humanly possible that for is, the first time. That so, is true. And with a fantastic crowd. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, well, that's I, like, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, I saw Jaws for the very first time, like what, three years ago. Like uh, it was longer than that. Three, was... four years ago. It was on the show. We've been doing the show only for four years. So, yeah. Well, we've been doing the show for five years. Well, but... almost five years. But point is, though, it, it was in the span of the show. So okay. around four years, I'm going to say. Uh, but I'd never seen it. For whatever reason, I had gone my entire life somehow without seeing Jaws. I had seen every other shitty movie on the face of the earth. You know, poultry guys, poultry guys, multiple times. I'd uh, never seen Jaws though, and we went to go see it at a uh, throwback showing of it with a full crowd, uh, in an a- in like a packed theater, and it was yeah, yeah yeah it was the absolute best way to see it because everybody reacted to it exactly the way they would have in the seventies. I like, feel it was like amazing. I feel like it was a crowd of people who not a lot of them had even seen the movie. Maybe or it's people that just know how to watch movies correctly. I don't know because like the the one particular uh, moment in in the first movie where um, Hooper don't give, don't give it away where Hooper gets a, a surprise. Yeah. Oh yes. There's there's like if audible you had, gasps. If you had seen that movie a hundred times, but if you've never seen it on the big screen though, I don't know though. I, I don't know. It still it still gets me every time. Sure, but. There was something about watching it in that movie theater that not day, to, like, oh man, it not was to awesome. relate it to the conversation that we had before we went on air, but I mean, if you're watching porn, right? And like, I mean, we've all seen a butthole in porn, <laughs> but now imagine seeing that same giant butthole on a big screen. You'd audibly gasp as well. Yeah. <laughs> and that day, I did see a giant butthole on, on screen. In the form of Richard Dreyfus. Just say, ooh, you watch your mouth. <laughs> Jesus. Leave Mr. Holland alone. He's such a hipster Mr. fuck in this movie. Why is that not a porn parody? Mr. Holland's asshole. <laughs> that's not that's not clever at all. Fine. Mr. Holland's O ring. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Holland's oh piss. <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to see that one. <laughs> anyway, um, James. Yeah. How are you? 
Oh, I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm not, not going to let you drink I was that trying beer. to drink my beer, you prick. How are you doing? Uh, good, man. Good. Uh, same same shit, uh, different weakest. That's that's pretty much it. Oh, I just drank so much beer. You did. You did. That was awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, is your uh, is your church not underwater anymore? Um, it's now it's no longer underwater. It's still a complete fucking mess. Well, but which means which uh, fun fun times. I got to go in at nine o'clock tomorrow morning on a Saturday. Yeah, but because like, they're still working there like crazy. But all you have to do is unlock the doors. That's true. It's not going to be a particularly hard day. I still have to get up and go though. No, it's not. That's not even. Uh, that's not even not a particularly hard day. It's literally nothing. Yay! You just have to drive there and yeah, unlock well. the doors, and then you could fall asleep in a pew for five hours. Well, if you wanted you can't to. do that. But why? Well, because there's stuff they have, going on. Do they have services? Are well, they no, having... still, no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're they're continuing the services. They, they, they really? did that weekend. When while the whole basement was underwater, they still had services. I feel like there could be like some air quality issues or oh, something. Yeah, they, they don't give a shit. Because there's like shit water flowing. Oh yeah, they around. don't give a shit. They don't care. They don't care at all. <laughs> all right then. Not even in the least little bit. Okay. I mean, you read that uh, <laughs> that conversation I had today. <laughs> that was an interesting conversation. Titty Titty Pink. Titty Pink. Uh, <laughs> that should be in every uh, uh, every major crayon box now for kids. <laughs> well, see, I'm I'm previously I'm previously familiar with uh, Nipple Pink. Oh, okay. Because okay. Uh, it's more it, of a purple shade, though, right? Certain. Uh, it's sort of a. Uh, you know when they like blend in with the boob almost? Yeah. Oh, oh that's a the, nipple. Go, the ghost nipple. Nipple pink. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got gotcha, you. Gotcha. Um, that's uh, that's that's our alternate team name at the Mangina Invitational when we don't have our full lineup for the pink, pink for the pink ladies. We go with the nipple pinks. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I like the titty pinks better. <laughs> <laughs> so the priest that Mike works for this was right. Yeah. Saying this? Oh, yeah. shit. Are you going to blank out the name? Okay. Beep. This was beep saying this, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> saying Titty Pink. Bringing up the color Titty Pink. Titty Pink. Between two flower arrangements I made today, because that's the thing that I do at my work. The, the, Catholic, and then I, and then the I, Catholic Church, y'all. And then I put my arm around him. He goes, he goes he's like... <laughs> he's he's gross, got, really? He's got, these, he's got these, uh, these two flower arrangements around either side of the altar. He's like, I'm gonna be up here preaching, and all I'm gonna be thinking about is I'm stuffed in between two titty pink things. And I, and I put my arm around him. I go, Yeah, but when was the last time you were stuffed in between two pink titties? Come on. And he's like, What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And the thing is, is I completely believe him. I do. When's the last time you went to Vegas? Within the last year. So I completely believe him, dude. I wonder what kind of treatment a Catholic priest, because I'm assuming he wears the collar. No, see, so yes. I wonder what kind of treatment a Catholic priest would get at Crazy Horse 3. I think they'd love it. In Vegas. I think they'd love it. Oh, hell yeah. They would absolutely, yeah. And if he yeah. spent the church's money on lappers, dude. He just, he just so puts, inappropriate. He just puts the donation plate down on the stage, <laughs> and they pick it up with their cooter. <laughs> no, what he does is he, he sits at the stage, and he sends the donation the do- he sends the donation thing around the stage, and all the dudes sitting around the stage drop in a dollar. And then when she, it, get back, it gets back to him, and when and he she, hands all the money no, to the No, he keeps the money, then he puts a piece of host in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they come and pick up. <laughs> oh, we're going to hell. Oh, uh, no, he is. <laughs> oh, that's great. 
Oh my that's, god. Oh that's my good god. stuff. That's good stuff right there. <laughs> There's something not right about us. Um anyway, uh <laughs> the power of Christ compels that ass. <laughs> Come on now. Anyway, though, uh, yeah, no, outside of uh, outside of like work stuff or whatever, you know, nothing, uh, nothing too crazy around here. Right on, man. Yeah, yeah, it's been a pretty normal week for me. We uh, we set up our our kids' new um, surprise today. I saw that, which kind of pisses me off that it's not rated for my weight. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. <clears throat> I feel like I I could. I just don't want to ri- like if I get up there and I bust a hole in it, I'm going to I'm going to feel really bad. It's a big it's a giant inflatable um water slide. Water slide. Yep. It's really dope. Like yep. we didn't have cool shit like this when we were younger. Bums me out. How cool would that have been to have? Yeah. We, we had to do we had to do I'm not going to do a fire, I'm not going to do I swear I'm not going to do a Dane Cook bit. But we had to do slip and slide. Oh, oh yeah. Slip and bleed from the anus, <laughs> they used to call it. <laughs> it's true, though. Slip slip and slides were amazing. Oh, yeah. But if you put it, if there was one rock under that thing. Oh, you felt it. You're dead. No, that shit fucked your whole day up. Yeah, you're dead. Oh, yeah. Uh, kids have it easy these days. They got these nice, big, inflatable fucking slides. Well, some adults have nice, big, inflatable things, too, in fairness. Um, no, I, I've always wanted Dude. to, uh, I've always wanted to do that thing though, where you take like the huge piece of like visqueen and you put it down like the side of a hill and then you coat it with like, uh, like baby oil or whatever. What it's is, like the adult slip and slide. I already know this answer, but what is visqueen? What is visqueen? What do you mean? I know the answer because obviously it's the plastic it's sheeting plastic that you sheeting, put, yeah. but like, that's what it's called. Visqueen. Yeah. Visqueen. 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 It sounds <laughs> sounds sounds like sounds like something medical. <laughs> I mean, they yeah, it's just plastic sheeting. I'm sure they use it in the surgeries when you know people are bleeding out and stuff on the ground. I don't know. No, I, I'm I'm thinking more like something in the body. Oh, like you have to like in order to get to the appendix, you have to move aside <laughs> the visqueen. <laughs> I hope not. Um, but yeah, I've I never wa- knew that, that that's what that's called. Oh yeah, that'd be amazing. Like down the yeah, side of a hill into a lake. I've always especially. thought the best slip and slides would be the side of the embankments on a freeway. Not that you want to do it like going into traffic, <laughs> but like those like those the embankments on a freeway would always be like the best, like for sledding or something like that. Oh yeah, like I've always thought that. Yeah, in like less, uh, um. In, in in less uh, like busy areas of the freeway, uh-huh. totally. Yeah, Plus or 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 just not on the freeway because just ri- a little bit of risk in your life. <laughs> a little bit. Everybody likes that. Back in my day, we used to sled down the side of the freeway. <laughs> that was fun. Lost a lot of good men in those days. <laughs> Rest in peace, Timmy. Um, yeah, no. Um, I would always. I'd love to do that though. I always thought it'd be like super super fun to we, do that we should uh there's a there's a place somewhere that does that like as part of like their uh uh their their festivities how much it's like a humongous like a ski hill or something like that. oh my god can you imagine doing it down a ski hill dude how much how much does a roll of that stuff cost like four bucks okay so when we go on the champ out uh-huh. and we stop at the big dune well yeah with we, the visqueen are we going to like bring five gallons worth of lube with us too no just bring a fucking bottle of Dawn. <laughs> a bottle of Dawn. Bottle of Dawn and throw a couple buckets of water down it. I suppose we could. Yeah. 
course he could. And then you slide right into the mighty Pentabog the and, cleanse your, and cleanse your soul. <laughs> cleanse your soul in the... There's in nothing the, cleansing about that in the, water. <laughs> in the healing waters of the mighty Pentabog. I know people that have gone into that water and come out with skin irritations and rashes, so... The first time I went into that water, I had a full head of hair, and look at me now, so... <laughs> <laughs> you decide. <laughs> yep. Um, anyway, though, anything else with you? Nah, man. I'm, nah, nah I'm, man. I'm just chilling, dude. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. So, anyway, yep. let's uh, yeah. get into some uh, corrections from last week. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, James, uh, a couple of corrections from last week. Okay. Uh, I think you actually had a couple this week as well. Yeah. Uh, but the only one that I have is that uh, Larry Cohen did, in fact, write all three Maniac Cop movies. Oh. Not just the first one. Okay. That's uh, that's all I got. That's all you have. That's it. Um. All right, uh, a couple things here. Uh, these are nitpicky things because that's what I like to do is nitpick on you. Nitpicks. Nip. Nitpicky. <laughs> Nitpicks. Titty pink. <laughs> um, you said in regards to the the small arc that was floating upside down in your in 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 the arc of your church. Mm-hmm. Uh, that thing uh, quote that thing was upside down, floating like the goddamn Titanic. Nothing about that is accurate. <laughs> Touche. The Titanic. Touche. The Titanic never floated upside down. It didn't. It, it went up in the air. It broke in half, and then both sides fell to the bottom of the ocean. That's that's a fair. That's a very fair point. Um, c- centrifugal force. And even after all that, there was still room in that goddamn door for Leo. <laughs> so much room. That selfish bitch. Um. A centrifugal force, as far as I know, would have no bearing on the distance that a six-month-old would travel if you punted it. <laughs> okay. So I don't know what you were trying to claim with that. Um, Again, touche. <laughs> just another nitpicky thing. It's fine. Um, do we want to talk about the uh, the 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 discussion we had about the um, Star, Sp- Star Spangled Banner? Oh, did you actually look it up? Yeah, I looked it up okay. a little bit. <clears throat> Educate me. Okay, so you were talking. I just wanted to. Uh, we had we had kind of talked about like whether or not the uh, the lyrics like the full lyrics the full five stanzas of the Star Spangled Banner were were racist and you know sure, there sure. there have been claims about that and everything. Um, I didn't know much about it. I said that I thought it was. I actually I I don't know what my claims were. I knew that they I knew that there was something about the you thought it was um, about the British the British troops yeah. and their their hired well, we both, their indentured we, servants yeah or I think or we both I think what we were different differencing on was what they meant by like slave and who that line was about basically right and what it, and what it, basically what it stood for so. Uh, so the uh, the second half of the third verse in question is, No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave, and the star-spangled banner in triumph doth wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave. Um, according to Jefferson Morley, author of Snowstorm in August, Washington City, Francis Scott Key, and the Forgotten Race Riot of 1835, these lyrics are a clear reference to the colonial marines, uh, they are clearly meant to scorn and threaten the African Americans who took the British up on their offer. Yeah. Uh, so the British basically offered to. They said, "If you come and fight for us, mm-hmm. um, we will grant your grant your yeah. freedom." Yeah. Right. This is that. that. That's what I said. Right. Last week. Um, Mark Clegg, a musicologist at the University University of Michigan, 
and an expert on the anthem, disagrees. Although I would say this is a slight disagreement. He says in 2016, he told the New York Times, the reference to slaves is about the use and in some sense, the manipulation of black Americans to fight for the British with the promise of freedom. He also noted that black people fought on the American side of the war as well. So it's not true. really it's not really a disagreement. It's more no, like I don't know a, what he's trying to get at there, honestly. He's splitting hairs a little yeah, bit there. Yeah. Um I read the rest of this article. It's pretty insightful. Um there's uh when it when it comes right down to it, Francis Scott Key himself was a, a horrible racist. Sure. Like he uh he he had um so whether or not the so let's use that as the national whether or not the <laughs> lyrics of the that particular poem are explicitly racist or not he was a he was a horrible racist yeah. like he was a slave owner he um specifically said that like you know black people are are uh, um a lower form of being than white people which is awful you know mm-hmm. um so yeah I mean <coughs> it's uh it's definitely there's definitely some Put it this way: No matter, it doesn't matter how you slice it. The fact that that's our national anthem is kind of a black mark, a little bit. That's a weird way to put that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Shut up. I think that yeah, I it's, think... it's weird that that's the, that's what we choose. I think it's to represent. And I actually, us I actually didn't know that it wasn't the national anthem until 1931. Did you know that? No, I don't think I knew Her- that. Herbert Hoover actually like signed it into, you know, like made it the actual God national damn anthem. You Herb. Fucking Herb. Um I mean Hey Hoover, it, you suck. I mean it? it's it's get it. <laughs> like it's <a> vacuum. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, yes, I yes, I got it. It's one of those things where it's like, do you set aside the fact that the person who wrote the the initial thing was a horrible racist? No, and, and no, just, you don't. No, you know why? no, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm saying like that's that's what the question is like, up at large. The question of like nowadays, like, like yeah, nowadays. like do we set aside the fact that he was a racist and just focus on the fact that the first stanza, which is our national anthem, can be taken as an anthem for all. I, or I, do you or do you take into account that he was a horrible racist and we say let's move on? I get what you're saying, and part of that's me, not what I'm saying. No, no, I'm saying that's I, what I, the I argument the question. is. You I, know get, what I, mean? I get the question, and and part of me is like, well, yes, it's it's our national anthem, it is what it is, right? The other part of me is just like, but we can literally do anything. Like we can change it if we want <clears> to. There's a million other better poems out there, probably that can. Well, like. Come on. I, I think prior to the I th- I think prior to the Star Spangled Banner, America the Beautiful was used as our anthem, and that's a great song. Um, I don't know if yeah, I, I don't. Know I don't who, really know the history. Of I don't the know the song, history of it. So. All, what I do know is this: if you watch any uh, <clears throat> any big wrestling events in Vince McMahon world, yeah. <laughs> you never hear the Star Spangled Banner because he hates it. Okay. And he always has his uh, his singers sing "America the Beautiful" instead because he feels that that's the better song. Okay, I mean, maybe Vin, maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe cracked I mean, out Vince McMahon's got a point. I was going to say, should we look to Vince McMahon for no. uh, as the arbiter of <laughs> no. of, of what should be good and right in our world because he's kind of a piece of shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, huge piece of shit. <clears throat> yeah, point I don't... is though, I would not be opposed to switching that up to "America the Beautiful." Why I'm... not? I I I don't I actually don't know where I stand. I I love 
the national anthem. Like I am one of those people who, when I'm at a sporting event and they play the national anthem, I actually do really enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like I feel, I feel the patriotism that comes along with hearing the national anthem, but it's one of those things also where it's like, you know, if it's, if it's alienating a, a portion of our country, then what do you do? Sure. You know, it's like listening to lost prophets now. <laughs> no, <laughs> Because I won't. <laughs> it's not like that at all. <laughs> I mean, it's a really good song, and then you listen to the, and then you think about it, and it's like, oh no. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, so I don't. Know. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know where I stand on that. To be honest with you, I'll that's get, weird. It's I'll, a weird. I'll, I'll get back to you after I think. Nothing's about it ever going to change. No. So it probably it's won't. it's a it's a it's an exercise in in futility. Futility. Yeah. 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 Um. Anyway, though, yeah, yeah, uh, I think. Can we talk about it. more important things like friggin' shark movies now? Uh, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you mean the quintessentials? The quintessentials, James. <laughs> yeah. Let's get yes, into it. Yes, let's do it. I'll grab the beer. All right. Um. So this week we are, uh, of course, to kick off Shark Week, and which is going to turn into more of a Shark Month for us. Um. Oh, was I not supposed to spoil that? What? Or does that not matter? Okay, it doesn't matter. Mike said it doesn't matter, and what Mike says goes. Uh, so we're talking tonight about shark <laughs> films. Jaws 1. Jaws! Jaws 1 and Jaws 2, of course. Um, Jaws 1 being the greatest shark film of all time. Um, yeah. Inarguably. Uh, inarguably. Uh, unless, uh, well... Deep Blue Sea is definitely a second, <laughs> a close, close second. Literally exactly where my head was at. Deepest blue. My head is like a shark's fin. Um, kind of a reach this this week, uh, it, Mike. It's a little bit. Kind let of. me let me tell you. <laughs> did you just? Did you just? Did you just snuff your own gases? <laughs> you. <laughs> Uh, sorry about that, and uh, we're back. The less talked about that, the uh, better. Uh, anyway, James, <laughs> what? <laughs> so this week, a little bit of a stretch. Uh, Mike went out, and I, I don't want to say that he phoned it in, but let's say that he. Uh, this is more of a Morse code sort of thing. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Uh, from Lost Coast Brewery, this is great white beer. Mm. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I. I I don't know. It's got a picture of a shark uh, holding a mug full of beer, and he's he seems to have bitten off a chunk of a surfboard. Yeah, as as one does. It's sort of a, a rare miss for Mike this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lost Coast. I don't think we've ever had a, a Lost Coast before. I don't believe so, no. Lost Coast Brewery from Eureka, California. Um, Eureka's... Castle? Beachfront... <laughs> She's she's up she's upped her uh, she, she's upped her property <laughs> she's, she's, value in the yep, last few years. Yep, yep. Eureka's Beachfront on sixteen hundred uh, Sunset Drive. It's all that Nickelodeon money. <laughs> uh, great white beer. Brewmaster Barbara Groom created this distinctly American version of the Belgian style white beer. This full-bodied, unfiltered beer is. I should have been reading this like Quint. Ooh, you should have. <clears throat> all right, restart. <clears throat> Great white beer. Brewmaster Barbara Groom created this distinctly American version of the Belgian style white beer. This full bodied, unfiltered beer is surprising, easy, 
It's surprisingly easy to drink there, Chief. That's a terrible quint. <laughs> topped with <laughs> topped with hints of coriander and citrus provided by Barbara's secret blend of herbs. This is a delightful beer in any season. When Barbara comes at you, it's got those dead eyes, like a doll's eyes. All she right. comes at you. Till she bites, and then those eyes roll over this, white. Okay. You got a glass? I don't. The, should I get one? You gotta let that great white breathe, Ooh. bro. Doesn't this doesn't decidedly smell that great. I'm not gonna lie. In a glass, <laughs> it smells fine. Does it? Okay, I'm gonna yeah. have a glass. It's a Belgian white. It's a Bel- it's a California Belgian white. How bad could it be? <laughs> oh, California California sucks, right? California. Um, I've spent I've spent enough here's the thing. I've spent enough time in California to know that I'm not real fond of it. I like California. I like the burritos. <laughs> okay. Killer burritos. I like the baristas. Um <laughs> And I like a few, and I like a few people from California. I'm not including the Crimson Messiah in this because he's not from California, although I do like him. Um, but uh, yeah, California kind of sucks. You like California? I do. I yeah. actually, I, I decidedly do. I know that LA is gross, and and maybe if I lived there, it would I think change, it's more. But... I think it's more. Uh... Isn't it Sam Fran? That's well, really Sam gross. The... Sam Fran's got the, the Sam poop Fran's patrol. got got the poopy treat, but. Yeah. Um... No, L.A. though smells like piss. I mean, that's 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 just part of the charm. It's part um, of the charm. It, just, hmm. it is. What is that? What is that intoxicating aroma? That's human piss. That's, that's, that's it's piss. That's just uh, no. It's got sort of a like spicy, sort of sweet sour. Yeah, it's piss. Yeah, yeah. That's that's coming yeah. from Spider Man standing in front of a man's Chinese. <laughs> He's covered in human piss. <laughs> All right, cheers. Cheers, sir. bud. Mmm. It's got an explosive flavor. Okay. Almost like almost like I'm almost like I'm being almost like the uh the girders of the room are falling in upon me because they're white hot. I think burning. maybe I think maybe you're churching up because to me it tastes almost like the aforementioned piss we were just talking about. I was just trying to make a joke about great white so burning the, thing. the house down. Here's the thing. What? Uh this came from our favorite place in the world. Can't, oh, Oh no, embassy. Yep. Uh turn the box here. Oh god, take, how take, old is it? Take a look at that. Uh <laughs> 121119. That's not bad. It's not terrible, but it's from 2019 still, so it's about a year and a half. As a Belgian white though, I'd say yeah, like past 110 days, yeah. she's she's not going to be in her prime. Yeah, she's de- yeah, she's definitely not, but not terrible though. We've had we've had worse older things. This is not bad. It's a, it just ta- it's a, it's it's very it's very thin it's very unless I'm drunk already I don't know it's possible no it's just very thin there's nothing really to write home about honestly well if you want to write home about something I I decided to I decided to uh, include something else to the mix tonight <laughs> uh, a bottle of the good stuff mm. according to Chief Hop uh, Chief Brody himself yep the good stuff were we just talking about this yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're you're you 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 were. I was I was playing the game. Was, I was playing the game. You were just sucking me in, man. Yeah, I was sucking you in. Gross. Gross. <laughs> so I went and got a bottle of uh, good old fashioned JD call Jack me, Daniels. You can call me the Great White. 
and I do <laughs> often. Um, I went and got a bottle of Jack Daniels because, uh, well, it's delicious for one. That's true. And also because um, uh, Chief Brody, at one point in the second movie, walks into the house and he says he's already a little he's already a little bit buzzied up. Let's be bit, let's be bit. fair here. He's been drinking and driving. And he looks down. and He says, "Ah, you drinking the, the chief, the chief, the chief. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you drinking the good stuff." And because this is Jack Daniels and everybody knows what the hell it is, uh, I decided to just do what I did last week with Budweiser because everybody knows what the hell Budweiser is. And I looked, sure. I looked up a poem about oh. Jack Daniels. Is this called The Tale of Two First Names? <sighs> no. Okay. But I think there's a I think there's a rule about not trusting people with two first names. Yes. Yeah. no, well, most definitely. Okay, all right, well, yeah. Well, here we go. I, I didn't pre-read this, so it might be a little sad. <laughs> Jack Daniels, oh how I oh how I adore you! You listen when I ramble and give the warmest feeling. When I'm with you, I can't feel any pain. I do all the things I wanted because you believe I can. I can always rely on you. I can always keep you close. I could fall asleep with you in my arms. I'd never known such a Son of a bitch! The fucking the. Uh, it's also how Jack Daniels. I've never felt this. Son of a bitch! Son of a bitch! I could fall asleep with you in my arms. I'd never known such a dependency. I've never trusted so much. Really, you are delicious. The way you trickle down my throat, I couldn't enjoy a feeling more. But what addictions do you feed? You tell me to do things, Jack. You tell me to say things I could never really say and mean. You've become a poison, <laughs> slowly seeping into my subconscious. What was it like last time I saw you, Jack? I don't really remember. I think maybe you and I talked about some stuff. I told you what I'm doing, what I've done. Jack, why would you make me do that? I got poison ivy because of you. <laughs> I have bruises and cuts because of you. My eyes feel like I've been crying all night. What did you say this time, Jack? Did you talk about your dad? Did you talk about sex? I don't know. I don't remember. I must have blacked out. I think I'm gonna stop talking to you. <laughs> um, I, I need to. I need I to pre-read. Pre I need to pre-read these because <laughs> it started off pretty nice. <laughs> oh boy. Um, now should, I feel. Now I feel guilty drinking it. Should I give credit to the poet? I don't know. Do you want to? He might be an AA now. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I should still give credit. Nah, though, right? Right, fine. Uh, Dakota Ellerton, thank you for that beautiful poem about this about this beverage on which we are about to quaff. <laughs> I think it sounds so appealing. I, I would just like to. I would just like to tell JD uh, here and now that I feel none of those feelings toward you. You're nothing but smooth goodness to me. Mm. There you go, bud. Sweet. Thanks, sir. The good stuff. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It goes down smooth like a bourbon should. God, it really does. I guess it's not bourbon, it's is not, it? It's not. It's whiskey. Yeah, whatever. Straight up whiskey. There's like no burn to it at all. No. I haven't had Jack in a long time. <laughs> maybe, maybe we're used to we're used to going over to John's and drinking all of his stuff that's like 180 yeah, proof. Yeah, it's, it's weird, man. Back in the day, I used to not be able to take shots of Jack. Yeah. Because it would just it would turn my stomach immediately. It burned like everything that you pretty much think of, you know, whiskey. Yeah. 
this no longer has. Yeah. That's bizarre. It's because we're this is why when we're you see better those, at drinking. Yeah, we're is, better at drinking now. <laughs> this is why. This is how those people when you see those like those fat Southern dudes. I'm sorry, not to not to pigeonhole you, but those fat Southern <laughs> you dudes. You know, you know who you are. <laughs> that will that will literally like down an entire fifth of Jack Daniels. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you're talking about me right <laughs> now. Because I'm about no, to. No, there's there's videos of people doing that. Oh yeah, and this is. I, oh, I it's that see. it's it's that dude. I'm thinking. I think I know who you're thinking no. about. But no. Well, well, there's that guy. Yeah, the guy that does the backflip. There's the yeah, yeah, yeah. How does he do a backflip? I don't. Well, I don't know. He's the, like 250 pounds. Yeah, no. The the there's the math just doesn't work there. <laughs> I did watch a video that the day it was on some. I think it was on like one of my Instagram stories that are just usually TikTok videos. Fucking TikTok. Oh, um, it's so insidious. But there was one that I watched though. There was literally a guy that opened a fifth of Jack and a fifth of vodka. Mm. Poured both fifths into Das Boot. Oh God! And then chugged the entire Das Boot. Ooh, I just got weird chills. Yeah, no, it's and the thing is, everybody in the video is like egging him on, like drink, 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 like pushing the boot up or whatever. That's terrible. They're killing him. Yeah, like literally, you are you are aiding to this person's death. It's like the scene in Animal House where uh, where um, John Belushi slams the fifth of yeah. of Jack Daniels, but. He went immediately to the hospital and got his stomach pumped. At least that's the story. I know that he was an alcoholic at the time, but I'm pretty Wait, sure he went that and got was his real? stomach pumped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that really? scene where he's chugging a bottle of Jack Daniels. You're shitting me. It's real. Oh, I didn't. I never knew that. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, they had an ambulance, like, waiting off, off so they, camera. So they knew he, he was going to do this. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Gee, well, that's, that's his irresponsible. Well, I, they had an Wait ambulance on set Who anyway. Who directed because... Animal House? John Landis. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you mean the same guy that uh, was responsible for people dying on the Twilight Zone movie? Let this guy chug a, a fifth of whiskey? Oh God! You he, don't say. He did the segment with, uh, with Vic Morrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He did. Oh yeah. That was his. Oh God. Oh yeah. That that's why that's why John Landis has like this really weird. Uh, oh weird history in Hollywood now because he's like literally they. Like the 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 kids weren't supposed to be there because they weren't supposed to be working that late, but they were there anyway. They made him do it. The, he um, the helicopter pilot like supposedly told him that he, he wasn't. Uh, it was a very dangerous stunt to begin yeah, with. Like, yeah, there's, there's a whole thing about it. But yeah, John Landis is. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's <clears throat> yeah got some, got some shit attached. to him. We were talking that. about that scene from Twilight Zone earlier too. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, that was God, that was his. Chilling. Yeah, I meant that as the joke, even though it's not really something to joke about. <laughs> but like, that got weird. Okay. Anyway. Like so many things have tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. <laughs> All right. Um, unfortunately, we got to start this bleed feed off with uh probably one of the biggest deaths that we have covered to date yeah uh this is a big one this week unfortunately uh dick donner director of the omen director of superman the goonies scrooged every lethal weapon movie um a bunch of the uh, original episodes of the twilight zone one of the creators of Tales from the Crypt. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so many fucking things. Um, Radio Flyer. Man, you remember Radio Flyer? Yeah. I don't think I realized that was a Dick Donner movie until I just read it. Um, 
But uh, yeah, no, God, the guy was legendary. Influenced every director that you love today was influenced by Dick Donner. Guaranteed. Almost guaranteed. Even in uh, a roundabout way. But like his movies, like The Omen, every single horror director saw The Omen probably. And yeah. That's high praise right there. It is. It is. Uh, So he passed away at the age of 91, which uh, what do I always say? When you're that old, you can die whenever you feel like it. You've lived the life. Okay, hold on. What? <laughs> when you, I'm saying when you're. I gotta call you out. I gotta call you out. What? You just said. What do I always say? Because there's one particular saying that you always say, and then you followed up. You followed that up with something you never say. I've said it before on the show. I have. No. Yes, I Because have. what do you always say? That when you're that old, you can die whenever you no. want. No. <laughs> no. You've never said yes, that on this I show. Have. What do you literally always say when somebody dies of old ass age? That's a big bucket of win. No, well, you say that every fucking time. It's, it's Kevin Smith's line, not mine. But you but, say it every time. Oh, shut up. Okay. Oh point. Is, the point. The point is. The point is. <laughs> It was a big bucket. <laughs> oh my god! Um, oh. Yeah, no, the omen was uh, something that we will not say. Yeah, about yeah, you yeah. when Shush. you finally cross the rainbow uh, road. The omen in 1976 was his first uh, major screen uh, film that he yeah. did. Uh, you know, little little film. Called it's a heavy hitter. Little film. It's a heavy hitter. I actually don't like the omen. I know you don't. I'm one of the it's one of the few people. Shit. I, I like sequences from it. Don't get me wrong. I think there are there are sequences in it that I that I enjoy. The movie as a whole though just never really did anything for me. I don't know why. Yeah. And I've rewatched it recently. It just it hasn't really changed. Um, I don't I don't hate it necessarily, but it's just not really my cup of tea. Well, hold on. Let's move on then. Goonies. Okay. Goonies. Goonies, man. One of the best movies ever made. Goonies never say die. That is exactly right. Goonies are good enough. They are. If they're good enough for you. Like good enough for me. Uh, he did the infamous Superman 2 Richard Donner cut, one that nobody saw and, you know, until it came to DVD years later. Uh, Tales from the Crypt, we wouldn't have had that, like I said, uh, without him, Joel Silver, and Robert Zemeckis, like huge heavy hitters. Um, but yeah, like just tons of stuff. Uh, he also directed um, a ton of uh, uh, Twilight Zone episodes. Mm. Uh, and the most iconic one, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, was a, was a Dick Donner uh, episode. Dick? Dick. Did that? You're looking at me like you don't know which one that is. Yeah, I, okay, of course okay, I know. Okay, I was just, okay, just making sure. Um, anyway, though, yeah, he, huge loss this week, though. Dick Donner, uh, drinking game. Every time we say his name, you can drink. Um, but yeah, no, a uh, huge bucket of win, like uh, like I always say. Um, rest in peace, sir. Yes, rest, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. All right, uh, moving on here. Uh, it would appear that the relaunch of Scream is 100% finished. Oh. Completo. Okay. Dunzo. Right. Uh, we're looking at an early 2022, uh, January 14th to begin with, uh, release date on that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's all. Just news that it's done, and uh, now we play the waiting game. Cool. <laughs> we we play... Neato game. We play... <laughs> The waiting game. <laughs> uh, so one of the uh, movies that movies that we enjoyed over the last uh, year was Happy Death Day, mm-hmm. and its sequel, Happy Death Day to You. And that's Christopher Landon and uh, Michael Kennedy, writer and director of that movie. They also did a movie called Freaky with uh, Vince Vaughn. So um, they have a new movie coming out uh, that is called uh, Time Cut, and it's very interesting to me because it's being described as Back to the Future meets Scream. 
And uh, I'm all about that. That Back sounds. Back to the Future meets Scream. I'm all about that. Time mm. traveling slasher, maybe. Yeah. Potentially. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> uh, so that's coming. That's exciting. Um, let's see here. And other things that are coming. Uh, Army of Thieves, the prequel to Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, is going to be uh, coming to Netflix this fall. So we can look forward to that. Uh, we liked Army of the Dead. Thought it was fun. Hopefully this will explain some more of the uh, time travel aspects of it. That's what I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. They kind of deep, in, deep dive into that stuff. Yeah. Something tells me, though, they're not going to. And they're just going to leave all of that ambiguous to drive people like us crazy. Well, there was not only the the time loop stuff, but the alien crafts that were visible. And yes. The, yeah. I just feel like they're going to keep it all ambiguous. I feel like they're going to. Really? I feel like they are. You don't think they're going to start to sort of answer questions? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, in Army of Thieves, uh, small town bank teller Dieter gets drawn into the adventure of a lifetime when a mysterious woman recruits him to join a crew of Interpol's most wanted criminals, attempting to heist a sequence of legendary, impossible-to-crack safes across Europe. So they're going... So it's... They're it, they're they're completely steering away from horror in all ways. Oh, yeah. This is oh, just yeah. going to be sort of an, an adventure... Like a heist movie. Heist action yeah. sort of movie. That's yep. cool. I'm, I'm super into it. I I'm, think it'll be fun. I'm into it as well. And I, I like I just, Dieter. Like, his character was great. Oh, Dieter was one of the best parts of the movie. Dieter. Dieter. Uh, all right. And with that, James, what's new on Blue? Well, um... I I'd, I'd like to tell you, but I didn't actually take any notes tonight. Mike, oh, and I'm just cool. doing this. Uh, 2001's Elvira Haunted Hills, the follow-up to Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, is coming to Blu-ray with a brand new HD film transfer, courtesy of Scream Factory. The release will also feature a newly designed cover from artist Joel Robinson, a reversible wrap featuring the original theatrical artwork and limited edition rigid slipcase. Uh, there will also be a limited number of 18 by 24 rolled posters available for purchase, autographed by Elvira, Ooh, the Cass- mistress of Cassandra? dark herself. Yeah, Cassandra. Nice. Uh, and many new special features. That release will be available on September 28th. Also from Scream Factory, coming to 4K Ultra HD is John Carpenter's Halloween as well as Halloween 2, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, and Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, available with loads of new special features, September 28th. Uh, uh, there are no new special features on any of those releases. There aren't? There are not. I don't know what that release says that you're talking about. Uh, they're the exact same discs as what I have in that box set. Seriously? They're the exact same. I, the only thing that is different is that they are new uh they're new 4K transfers. Yeah. And I think that it comes with the option of two different color tinting, co- color tints on the movie. And okay. then obviously the sound is a new there's upgrade, no, updated sound. There's too. no new special features? No. What the hell was no. I reading earlier then? Uh, I don't Unless know. Unless I just read it wrong. But the, um, the, the collecting world has been up in arms ever since the release of these because everybody is freaking out about how bad the art is on these releases. Um, I don't personally think that's that bad. Personally. I think it looks pretty. I think they look pretty cool. Pretty cool, especially part three. They are. They are. They're forty bucks. They're yeah. No, they're. This is expensive, dude. This is the argument can be made that there are four K collectors out there that want all these movies on four K, right? Right. Sure, I get that. That's a valid argument. Yeah. That being said, this is now. 
I want to say the fifth or sixth time Scream Factory has released these same movies. Yeah. At least especially the first Halloween, I think two and three. Because <clears throat> they released them all on Steelbook. They released them all on DVD. They've released them all on Blu-ray. They've released them in the box set. They're now releasing them on 4K. Mm-hmm. And I want to say for Scream Factory, that's actually probably it. Uh, point is, though, they're, they're just like quadruple. Just and, doing it to death. Like, and yeah, it's like... it's... it's it's yeah, I I, yeah. I I got into a conversation with a guy online about that exact thing, and they're just like they're just raping the fans at this point. Like they're, Ooh, whoa. I'm just saying, like they're <laughs> well, the wallets, they're raping their wallets, yeah, of cash because they know people are going to keep buying them, yeah. And like I said, the argument can be made that yes, there are hardcore 4K collectors out there that only want the absolute best of the, what they can get. So I, I I do understand that to a certain degree, but I don't. I don't know, man. It's it's ridiculous. I don't personally. Just because some movies, I don't know, some movies I don't want to watch in 4K. I agree with you. Right? I agree. Right? I don't know. I, like, I don't disagree. Like Psycho Pike? I don't want to watch that in 4K. It's true. <laughs> Can you imagine how bad that would look in 4K, too? <laughs> Jesus. Um, I mean, we watched the two new Jaws movies. Not new, but like the new transfers of them in, yeah. in HD. You know, on, uh, on uh, Peacock. That was uh, that was Blu-ray quality. Well, no, we watched the one on your... Uh, what was oh blu-ray yeah we yeah. watched on a blu-ray but my point is though an upgraded version right, yeah like, right. I, I can understand watching old movies like that but i don't know i i don't see the point in it personally but yeah i'm also not a 4k collector so well and you've also talked before it's like the 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 jump between dvd and blu-ray was substantial yeah. yeah uh between blu-ray and 4k to me it's not i don't know that i've i don't know that i've it's I don't know that I've actually seen a, a 4K film in in all of its glory, like on a on a 4K television. With is that a 4K television? Yeah, right there. Had, yes, we've had this conversation. Oh, okay. Well then, <laughs> well then, what the fuck? I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I've ever that we've ever watched a 4K <clears throat> movie on it, though. In fairness, well, we should. We should. I yeah. agree. Um. Still. Anyway, though. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. Um. Something completely. Oh. Oh. Wait. Hold on. In addition, Scream Factory partnered with Sacred Bones. Records for 4K Ultra HD plus vinyl soundtrack for box sets for one through three on the Halloween. And those movies. cost you like 120 bucks, I think. Hell yeah, probably. Yep. <laughs> Worth it, right? I don't nope. know. Uh, now for something completely different. Scream Factory has announced the upcoming Blu-ray debut of 1982's Alone in the Dark, which I've heard so much about this movie and I've never heard. I've never actually seen it before. Uh-huh. Uh, it features Jack Palance and Martin Landau as two of the four psychopaths who break out of the mental uh, out of a mental hospital during a blackout to target the family of their new doctor. That sounds like fun. It does. Also, I can't picture Jack Palance or Martin Landau playing psychopaths. I'm into it though. I guess Jack Palance was sort of a psychopath in City Slickers. <laughs> I mean, Martin Landau was kind of a psychopath in. Uh... Rounders. <laughs> you'd, you'd have I'm to really be, happy. You'd have to be kind of a psychopath to be a judge. I'm really happy you said that because in my head, for some reason, I was thinking of Walter Matthau. <laughs> Walter Matthau. <laughs> Completely different. Uh, um, this release will be available on September 14th. Extras and special features have yet to be announced. Um, Very cool. The Conjuring... The devil made me do it. The devil. Coming to premium VOD platforms on July 23rd. 
followed by 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and DVD on August 24th. Uh, it's a brand new addition to the Wanderverse, of course. Mm-hmm. So hey, why not run out? Why not run out and get it? Like, I really want it. I really. Uh, uh, the 4K... <laughs> you got nothing. No, I don't. That was just fantastic. <laughs> the 4K Ultra HD combo pack and Blu-ray will contain four separate featurettes, including By Reason of Demonic Possession, which is an in-depth look at the true story that inspired the movie. Uh, I'm, hold on. I'm going to re-say that. The true story. Oh, okay. With yeah. heavy fucking quotations, quotations around it. Because I'm kind of in the camp that like Ed and Lorraine Warren were... I love the stories that come out of what they talk about in their life. Yeah. I just kind of think they're bullshit. Oh, I agree. I, I agree um, a thousand percent. I think most people do. But great stories. Mm-hmm. Great stories. Uh, the Occultist, meet the terrifying new addition to the Conjuring universe. Exorcism of Fear, delve into the making of the movie and the chilling exorcism scene that opens the film. Spoiler alert. Uh, DC Horror presents The Conjuring, the lover number one a video comic that takes you deeper into the Conjuring universe. And if you pick up the DVD... It's a lot better than The Lover number two. I know, right? (laughs) Sloppy seconds, gross. gross. Uh, And if you pick up the DVD, all you're getting is just the first by by reason of demonic possession. That's the only feature you get. So you might as well get that blue, baby. Get it. Uh, And last but certainly not least, John Carpenter's The Thing is headed to... That's the least. Huh? That's that's the least. Well, it's... <laughs> it's headed to 4K Ultra HD on September 7th. Uh, other than that, not That's... not really a lot to say about this release. It doesn't seem that there's any. No, if you're gonna get a release of the thing, get the Screen Factory version yeah. uh, or the Arrow version, right. either or. Um, I'm trying to think about the the thing. Is that a movie you'd really want to see in 4K? Like, because the effects are so good. Yeah. As they are. Yeah. But they're so good, right. so maybe that one wouldn't be so bad. When we've talked I before, know. I mean, everybody who loves horror movies has talked about this before, I'm sure. But like, there's something about uh, you get you get to a point where you get to a point where the quality gets too good, and it kind of like gives away the secrets of the of the practical yeah, it shows effects. The flaws. That you, right? Yeah, it shows the cracks. Right, the, the chinks in the armor. So kind, so that little that little bit of haze, that little bit of grain that you get with a lower resolution, mm-hmm. kind of hides all of those ugly little imperfections and gives you a better experience when you're watching it. Yeah. That being said, I'd watch it in 4K just to see what it looks like. Yeah, I don't think it would be my preferred no. way of watching it, no. but I'd watch it. No, Laserdisc, oh. man, Laserdisc, hundred percent. There's a movie on there. Um, okay, so my favorite time of year is uh, here, James. Uh, we didn't, and we missed out on it last year. Morel picking season? Morel, no, it's my second favorite. Oh, it's my second favorite. Okay. Uh, my first favorite though is uh, getting announcements of what new uh, mazes are going to be at Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> yeah. 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 As I always say. Yeah. It's my favorite part. <laughs> uh, this one's actually exciting, even though I still have yet to actually watch The Haunting of Hill House. Mm. I need to sit down and watch it. I was just talking to my girlfriend about this the other day. Like, that's when we'd both like to watch this Halloween season yeah. and finally catch yeah. up on it. Um, however, though, The Haunting of Hill House is one of the, I mean, Hill House in general has been the the catalyst for so many horror movies. Yeah. In the past, yeah. uh, the haunting, I believe, the haunting on haunt or the house on haunted hill, yeah. uh, all based on the Hill House. Uh, was I know it was a book. 
Was it based on a, a book? Was it based I on a true story, you. though? I hate you for even saying I know it was a book. Of course, no, it was a fight. Have you ever read I've not. The Haunting no, of Hell House? No, I've not. It's fantastic. Is it based on a true story, though? No. Oh, so it's all fake. Okay, so no. it is a fictitious story. Okay. Yeah. Even still, it doesn't matter. Um, it's just a great setting. It's it's one of the best haunted house stories ever. I mean, I mean, how would you know? You've never read. It. Being how many times it's been adapted though, and everything else. I mean, it stands to reason, right? So, uh, just can you imagine the walking through that house in one of these Halloween Horror Night things? Like that'd be amazing, um, absolutely amazing. It would be amazing in so many ways, especially if because we we've, we've talked about this. Uh, actually, we talked about this a few weeks ago when we were talking about Frank Lloyd Wright. Oh yeah, yeah, shit like that. The the actual house. I tried to after reading the book. I tried to find. Uh, I tried to find out if anybody online had, um, like, meticulously gone through the description of the house in the Haunting of Hill House, the novel, mm-hmm. and tried to like recreate the blueprints of the house because it's it's interesting the way that they describe the house itself. Like, there's no. There's no right angles to the house. Like everything is really like awkwardly laid out. Like the house is like set up in a weird formation of concentric circles. Okay. Um, if they were actually able to recreate that in maze form, mm-hmm. for, but I'm assuming that they're actually gonna, they're probably gonna recreate it in maze form more more faithful to the TV show, right? Oh yeah, or the I'm Netflix sure. show. I'm sure, yeah. Which is kind of a bummer. Like, if they could actually do it in the way that it's described in the book, it would be terrifying because you'd be sort of, like, lost in the heart of this house, like, having to make your way toward the outskirts of the house. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Which would be freaky. But, uh, yeah, well, here's, it, sounds, here's, it sounds amazing. Yeah, here's what they're talking about it, though. Uh, iconic scenes from the Netflix series will be featured throughout the maze, including the omnipowerful Red Room, the heart of Hill House, and the infamous Hall of Statues, where deceptive powers overtake everyone who enters. Apparitions will appear around every corner from uh, William Hill, the tall man, whose towering stature overwhelms every any, everyone he encounters. The ghost in the basement who feverishly crawls throughout the bowels of the house in search of his next victim. The bent-neck lady who is disturbing screams and ghastly appearance invoke a constant state of unnerving dread. The mazes will test even the bravest guests as they attempt to escape the entanglement of the estate's eternal stranglehold or succumb to the powerful forces of Hill House, okay. leaving them to wander endlessly in the halls forever. So that's definitely alone. So that's definitely based off the TV. I mean, why, oh, yeah, why yeah. wouldn't it be? Like all the all those ghosts that they just mentioned are, you know, like they have nothing to do with the actual yeah, so like there's the some, story of Hill there's House. There's some pictures but... here from the maze. Oh, man. And it, it looks, looks cool. so cool. That like looks so really cool. fucking awesome. I love the, the use lighting. Of blue the, and red. Yeah, are that's really, incredible. really cool. Um, you it's, can got go sort to, of a, it's got sort of an Argento. Well, kind yeah, of definitely feel to with it. the bright colors. Yeah. Uh, you can go to Bloody Disgusting. They uh, broke the story here, and there's some pictures up there. Man, of that, of it. Ex- that exterior shot is so cool. Yeah, like the that's uh, that one, this one right. I say this oh, is interior. Man. Yeah, looks this one right here, man, that looks yeah. awesome, dude. Yep, very very cool. So uh, anyway, though, that is uh, that's your news for this Shit, week. That would be fun. All right. Well, anyway, uh, we're gonna take a quick break. When we get back, we're gonna talk about some shacks. Cheers. Cheers. It'll be awesome. <laughs> Throughout this Dulce, faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description.
just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. Jaws. You got sunburned. <laughs> now you have to sit inside, rubbing fucking uh, calamine lotion all over yourself. I just got a nasty sunburn last week. You did? I did. Yeah. You don't look like it. Um, it's all, all my shoulders actually. I use sunscreen too, but apparently I just I'm stupid at applying stuff. What's your uh, What's your SPF, bro? I, I don't even know what it was to be honest. <laughs> well, there's your I problem. Did, I didn't check. It was probably for babies or something. I don't know. Well, if it was for babies, it would be like a super high SPF. Okay, fine. It was for so super it was for old like people. super old people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay. So uh, 1975, James. On yeah. Stage. I wasn't born yet, so you're you're swimming around <laughs> your daddy's nutsack. He goes to see a movie called Jaws. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Suddenly he thinks, <laughs> man, that Judy, she's one fine piece of ace. Judy Dench. <laughs> she in this movie? Uh, you know who I mean. <laughs> Jugs. All right, um, Jaws from 1975, uh, directed by a guy named Steven Spielberg. It's Stevan. Oh, Stevan Spielberg. Um, Stevan Spielberg. Yeah, never. Yeah, never heard of him. Never. I don't know what no. else he's ever done. I think it was he was kind of a one-off sort of fellow. One-hit wonder. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, like, uh, like, um, like Justin Bieber. Oh yeah. One-hit wonder. Yeah. Right. Like a like a Snoop Dogg, one hit. Well, wonder. no, he's taking more than one hit. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> Weed culture, am I right? All right. Uh, when a killer shark unleashes chaos on a beach community, it's up to the local sheriff, a marine biologist, and an old seafarer to hunt the beast. Hunt the beast down. That was English. Yep. <laughs> hunt the beast down. <laughs> hunt the beast down. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's fucking Jaws. I mean, I don't sure. know. The That's it. enough said. Enough yeah, said. like what it's, do you... It's Jaws. What do you say about Jaws that hasn't <laughs> been said before? I mean, we'll talk about the movie and what we loved about it, but like, what do you say about Jaws that hasn't been said? What do I it's say? It's an institution. What do I say about Jaws that hasn't been said? Uh, this movie sucks. <laughs> purple monkey dishwasher. That probably hasn't been said about Jaws. More importantly, I don't think that anybody on the face of the earth has ever strung those words together in that cadence, in that order. That's, James, you just did a worldly first. No, that's not true. Oh? It's really not. Oh. No. That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> Greg will know if he's listening. <laughs> All right. Well, never mind that. I hear I tried to give you some... Uh, well, you just you just you need to uh, you need to be more cultured. <laughs> I, I I feel like your inside jokes. Um, it's not an inside joke. It's the, from what a, is it? It's from The Simpsons. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> why would only Greg know that then? Because he's the only other person other than me who's ever watched The Simpsons. Oh Jesus Christ! Jesus. Anyway, Jaws from 1975. Um, what can you say about this movie, Mike? <laughs> I hate you so much. Uh, it's. It it's it, it it was so it was so <laughs> see, you see you're doing the same thing I did because you can't think of it. I was about to say it and then you completely ruined me. Uh <laughs> you ruined me. This movie was so in a way misguided when it comes to it it must have pissed off a lot of um marine biologists. Why is that? 
There, there was one in the movie. Because the information that they're giving out about about sharks in general is patently false. A fallacy? Yes. You don't say. <laughs> I do. I said it. I just said it. Okay. What about uh, what? Uh, what I, uh, which things in particular? I kind of, I kind of wonder. Like, has there ever been another movie in history that's done something like Jaws, where so this this movie literally made people afraid to go into the ocean? Oh, absolutely. For like two generations, mm-hmm. which is pretty incredible the power of a film to be able to do that on one hand i'm like that's fucking awesome on the other hand i'm like that sucks because i like sharks and it and it like and it made people fear something that shouldn't necessarily be feared that i have an irrational fear of the ocean not necessarily just because of sharks but definitely like you you have an irrational fear have you ever been in the ocean oh yeah oh yeah when when i was in middle high school okay end of high school so once Twice. 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 Twice in the same day? No, no. Same trip, but twice. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But yet you have an irrational fear of the ocean. I um, Where does this come from? I don't know. I I don't well, first off, it's the giant open expanses of water. It's from Jaws. They they freak me out. (laughs) Comes from Jaws. No, but honestly, God, that is that is part of it. I don't know if it well it couldn't have been Jaws because I didn't see it until like three oh years yeah, ago. yeah yeah yeah. That being said, though, the idea of being afraid of not knowing what's underneath yeah. you and anything can come and get you, like I that that is a fear <laughs> that I one thousand percent understand because sure. I subscribe to it myself. Yeah, like, and and it's it's a bit irrational because you, the odds of it happening are so slim, but that almost <clears throat> doesn't matter, you know. Sort of does. Like the odds, it, you can tell somebody that you have a one in a million chance. There are going to be people that are going to be afraid to go in the water because they're afraid of sharks because they're afraid of jellyfish or right. syphilis like they're like people are afraid of if you're in the pinna box <laughs> yeah, if people are afraid though of all these things that are so you know the odds of it happening to you are so slim but people are terrified of it and like i said i can completely understand that and i can definitely see why this movie did that to so many people yeah especially if you're if you live in an area where yes sharks are there if you live on the coast yeah they're a part of your life well like, especially like in the middle of this movie uh <laughs> Uh, Hooper looks at Bro- or uh, Brody looks at Hooper and he says, he says, is it? He starts spitting out like facts. And he goes, is it true that most people are attacked by sharks in three feet of water within ten, what, ten, ten meters from shore? Ten like meters that, yeah. from shore, <laughs> and Hooper's just like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and like everybody saw that and they're like, fuck. Oh, yeah. Like, I've been, I can't wait out past three feet of water without getting eaten by a shark. The thing is, though, is that's true. Te- yeah. It is technically true. It, it is technically true, but like shark attacks happen so seldom that it's like, you know, oh, it's, sure, like, but being, it's, it's it, like being struck by lightning. It's the same rule, though, as like most car accidents happen within five minutes from your home. Or like a mile. Like or a mile. A mile, yeah, yeah. That's, it's the same, like that. yeah, it's the same yeah, idea. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, like it's, unless you're on a surfboard and you look like a tasty seal. seal unless treat. you're on a surfboard on top of a car and then you're probably more likely to die than most people who get killed within a mile of their home. <laughs> it's just true. That's science. That's science, Mike. <laughs> Don't try to refute it. It's science. I'm not refuting it. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Roy Scheider, not Schneider. Like not I always, Schneider. Like I Thank you. Say. Thank you very much. Uh, Roy Scheider, uh, who plays Schneider. Chief- Brody, Schneider. shut up, Chief Brody, uh, Robert Shaw, who plays Quint, Schnaw. the quintessential Quint, 
Um, Schnur. Schnur, uh, who is the captain of the Orca. You have Richard Dreyfus, uh, who <laughs> plays uh, Hooper, the marine biologist. It's me. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus. I told you I didn't want to wear the damn mask. Oh, I love it. Um, you have Lorraine Gary, who plays uh, Ellen Brody, uh, who is uh, Chief Brody's wife, obviously. Uh, Murray Hamilton who plays Mayor Vaughn. Murray Hamilton, who I will, um, I will go on record as to saying, probably one of the top three movie villains of all time. And not not really in the traditional sense, which is crazy. Yeah, but but he definitely is. I agree with you because he's such a piece of shit. Such a piece of shit. Just a bureaucrat. Fucking like, just just a Fuck piece the of people. Sh- it's all about the money. It's all about. I'll tell you what, though. Yeah, pretty snazzy dresser, though. Well, of course he is. Come on, <laughs> just the fucking the the plaid the plaid <laughs> he's, the, he's gone the plaid the plaid he's gone to plaid the plaid suit jackets. Just the sartorial splendor of this man when he steps on screen is, it is unmatched. That's true. I'll say that. That's true. The one jacket that he has with the little anchors on it. Oh, it's so sexy, I'd wear that today and for the rest of my life if I owned it. Absolutely. So awesome. So, um, so yeah. So, this is the story about uh, a guy and a girl are at a party. Movie starts off, right? Let's set the scene here. They're at a beach party. Set the scene. Set it up. They're at a beach party. Yeah. This guy... He's looking to looking to get his fuck on. Everybody's everybody's right? everybody's uh, having a few beers, smoking a he's, little, smoking a little grass. He's had he's had a little bit too much though, because he literally passes out drunk on the beach while there's a naked woman swimming. Which okay, listen, okay. Ho- hold on, wait, hold on. Okay. Before you get to that, <laughs> do you know how you're drunk? You scream, "I'm not drunk." Oh yeah, <laughs> that's how you know you're drunk. I'm not drunk. One thousand. That's how you know that you're drunk. Who the fuck goes? If you live near the ocean, right? This is Ocean 101. Who the fuck goes swimming in the ocean after dark? That's not Ocean 101. Yes, it is. No, it's not. That's, I don't even live near the ocean. That's I know the that. point, though. It's not. <laughs> you don't live near the ocean, so it's not Ocean 101. You have no idea. You and sharks and stuff like that feed at night. That that is a that is a that's a fact. Says who? It says says this science. Mo- says this movie? No, literally science. <laughs> I've seen plenty of sharks feed during the I've day. I've seen plenty of science. Thank you very much. <laughs> Listen, I talked to science, and science told me that sharks look feed it up during the day. Look it up. Use your use your smart box and look it up. Right. I now. have I have sw- swam in the ocean at night. Yeah, that's really dumb. That's it's, really dumb. It's not. Look you, up. Look it up. You don't when, look up. Look up when uh, when uh, when sharks when, when feed? sharks feed. What time of day do sharks feed? Um, you're, but still you're, you're, what time of day do most sharks feed? Short answer. Most sharks hunt. Uh, why the fuck is this? Uh, At night. Yeah. There you go. Uh, hold, hold on. Hold on. Go. Hold on. <laughs> but it depends on the kind of shark and its location. Depends on the vitality of the o- ecosystem and their, in their habitat, the species, the part of the world sure, they're in. Fine. It doesn't necessarily mean that fucking great whites yes, are out there. Yes, they do though. They, they, most, most big predators feed at night. That, that that's just that, that's what it is. Oh, Most is, big ocean predators. Oh, is that why I only see your mom at night? Oh, <laughs> nailed it! First off, she's a saint, <laughs> and she's also a big predator. <laughs> just a big old predator. Um, if you hear this, I'm sorry. No, uh, no, but that's just dumb though. Like that is just not a smart thing to do. It's, it's just not. not. 
your chances of being eaten by a shark at night go up dramatically. No, they don't. Dude. It, you literally just read it. Sure, but it, just because sharks feed at night, Mike, doesn't mean they're more likely to eat you at night. Sharks don't like eating people. No, but they also can't see you. They, they, you if they're going to attack you during the day because they think that you're a delicious looking seal, they're going to be able to see you less at night. And they're just going to attack whatever's moving in the water. Sharks hunt by sound and smell, dude. 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 Sharks hunt by sound and smell. It's Not Shark com- Week. Turn the, <laughs> turn the fucking TV on and we'll learn about this. I will. It's Shark Week. Sharks hunt by, by sound and smell. If you're not flopping around in the fucking ocean like a dying fish, you're going to be okay. Yeah, and what do you do when you're swimming? You're flopping around in the ocean like a dying fish. Not me. You ever seen me move through the water like a fucking Mako, dude? I do. I move like a Mako because of this long body of mine. There's no way that a shark would ever attack me. Dude. There's no way. Okay. You know what? We'll, we'll revisit this next week when I'm correcting you. Um, first correction. You are not a Mako. Um, I didn't say I am a Mako. I said I move through the water like a Mako. Point is... Shut up. Point is, she gets attacked by a shark. I also never realized how much... Uh, so her name is uh, Chrissy. Chrissy, yeah. I never realized how much Chrissy looks exactly like Dave Mustaine. <laughs> what? She does. Does she really? <laughs> I thought so. Hold on. I, I feel like you're wrong about this because you often make weird comparisons. No, like... She's got like that. Uh, she's got that like the because uh, the Chrissy's, light orange hair or whatever. She Chrissy's kind of cute. Is she? Well, so is Dave. So well, is Dave, Dave I guess. I guess Dave Mustaine's kind of cute too. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking him up right now. Do it. Oh, oh, you're sort of yeah, right. I dude. know. I know. <laughs> oh my god. You know, here's what I never realized. Uh, like for some reason, I watch a lot of things with um. I watch a lot of things with subtitles these days, mm-hmm. and it's not because it's not because I, I like I can't hear what's going on. It's like there's you start to realize that in a lot of movies there's these little like these little comments thrown in like in the background that mm-hmm. you never heard before, and you're like, holy shit, that kind of changes the whole vibe oh, can, of yeah. what's going on in this scene. This didn't necessarily change the whole vibe because she's being eaten by a shark, which is horrifying to begin with, but. I watched Jaws 1 with subtitles on for the first time ever. And when you see Chrissy being attacked, like you just kind of hear her babbling, you know, because she's being attacked by a shark mm-hmm. and she's like taking in water and stuff like that. She's saying some shit that's like, like I, I, I've talked about this on the show before. When people specifically like, comment on how something feels at the time while they're being killed there's something really heavy hitting about about that to me what did she say she 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 screams at one point she's like oh god it hurts and i'm like holy (laughs) fuck that sucks and then and then like right before she gets pulled under for the last time she's being dragged toward the camera and she goes i don't want to die i don't want to die i'm like oh my god please let her live Uh, you know it sucks about that she uh yeah she fucking she she gets super eaten uh that sucks though like that's Cause it's like you kind of like you think like these are the last things that you said right before you died like oh my god it hurts mm-hmm. I don't want to die I don't want to die it's so tragic you know what I mean yeah it's like watching a carnival ride slowly spin out of control and fall into the sea let's not fucking bring that up <laughs> Jesus Christ that was a terrifying video by yeah. the way yeah and also kind of like 
It was chilling. It really was. It was chilling, but at the same time, I was like, look at fucking humanity coming together to help people out. You, no one probably has any. No, Mike sent about. us. Mike sent us a video earlier of a of a. Don't go on carnival rides. No, don't go on carnival rides. If it can get put Just up don't. in a matter of hours, yeah. don't fucking trust Just don't. it. Yeah, don't do it. If it's if it's being put up by by guys who have less than three teeth, yeah, more than three teeth, yes, mm. fine. Less than three teeth, don't. Okay. Um. So yeah. So everyone's seen the fucking movie Jaws. Uh. She uh, Chrissy dies, whatever, and her body washes up on the ocean the next day. Uh, this prompts Chief Brody to try to shut down the uh, beaches because he realizes that there's a shark problem. Of course. Uh, the mayor, who is the biggest villain in the entire fucking world, Piece of shit. Uh, doesn't want to close the beaches because of all the, you know, all the money it brings in. Well, they, they live they on need it. they live on Amity Island, which is it, it's a very big tourist island. So they mm-hmm. have like the the, the summers the are their summer, bread and butter. Yeah, the summers. the The people who come over for the summer, they they and come it was like their they, grand opening for the season, right. Coming up this next weekend, right. You know, oh, you can't close the beaches. And the thing is this. Yes, the may- Mayor Vaughn is, is really <laughs> shitty. Everybody else in that entire community is really shitty, too. Yeah. Because they all back him. Totally. Like, they are all only care about their businesses. They only care about this and that. Totally. Like, you know, but, but, the, but, but you notice, you notice that even when they open the beaches, nobody wants to go in the water. Yeah. So it's like, they all don't care, but they're not going to go in. They want all like, the stupid tourists to go in. But the people that live there... <laughs> are not going to enjoy it until the mayor literally goes up to this old couple and they're like, they has to be grandkids, I'm assuming, right? Was it their grandkids or their kids? Well, uh, well he tells them to get into the water. Yeah, and they bring their, they bring the kids out, though. The kids oh. are on the, this floating raft when they know there's a killer shark in the water. They bring the kids out, and the mayor the mayor like basically was like, like forcing them to go into the water to, so other people will see it. So here's the thing, though. I can kind of see... Even though the mayor's a piece of shit and everybody else in the town is also sort of a piece of shit. Amity Island has been there for years and years and years Uh and seasons and seasons and seasons. Uh And they've gone without any sort of like major catastrophes, right? As far as as far as like shark attacks and stuff go. And then you have this. I think that I think that the the major thing that uh, um, Brody had going against him was the fact that he was a first year chief. Sure. He was, he was, he was new, new to the Island. He was a New York transplant. Right. Mm-hmm. So like he's, and he doesn't like the water either. So everybody just thinks he's paranoid. So I can kind of see where the townsfolk are coming from. Except for the fact that you had a body washed up. that had a giant chunk taken out of it. That was that the medical that, examiner. First off, said that's what it was, yeah. and then completely lied the, at the at the mayor's behest. That because, part, like, that on. part, pisses me off so much because me, it, like the 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 uh, the Emmy calls Brody and he's like, "Yeah, shit, we got a fucking shark attack. shark attack here, yeah. shark, shark, shark." And and he's like, All right, "Okay." So he goes out. He's uh, Brody's going the next day to warn a um, uh, Boy Scout crew, saying, "Get out of the water." Mm-hmm. And the fucking here comes here comes the here comes the the mayor and his fucking goon squad, right? Mm-hmm. And he's got the ME with him. And he's like, they're doing that, they're doing they're doing this spin shit that you actually you see this stuff going on nowadays, which is kind of frustrating, right? 
it's, it's yeah, this is this is actually a very good snapshot of what's still going on. Yeah, he's especially like, like with the corona and all that stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, well, oh no, that's not what that was. Like, uh, just as the me right here, and the me like he just kind of like timidly goes, yeah, I thought that, that it looks like it was a fucking boat accident. Well, I changed my mind. Yeah, yeah. Well, you said it was a shark attack yesterday. Oh, but I uh, I was wrong about that. And Brody and and uh, and and Brody believes it though for a bit. Because he kind of backs off. He lets the beaches open. I think he kind of has edge. to. Because I think he has to because he's new there. Sure. But he doesn't want to like start off on the wrong foot in this community. There's a part of him, though, that still doesn't believe it. Because he's really on edge the entire time. Yeah. And when you see Bruce attack on the beach for the first time. Because everybody goes in the water. And then, of course, Bruce comes back and attacks a, and it's gotta, a, a and small it's, child. And it's got to be a kid. Of course. Right? Of course. I mean, a bold move. On Spielberg's... A Butterfinger, James. A Butterfinger is delicious. Yeah. But a Butterfinger BB? Right. Come on. (laughs) Pop pop them all day. Um, Um, Yeah, like, he he, he kills this kid or whatever, and what kills... the, the the most famous what, shot. What if that's how brazen we were about murder and he kills his kid or whatever? <laughs> it's like whatever. Yeah, the what most I, famous shot. What were you saying? The most famous. There's there's, there's a lot of very famous famous mm. shots in this mm-hmm. movie. I think for me the most effective one though has nothing to do with Bruce. Uh, if you don't know why we keep calling the shark Bruce, Bruce was the onset name that like Spielberg and the rest of the crew called the shark. The animatronic. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Bruce is. Is the shark. the shark is Jaws? Yeah, chairs. Um, so yeah, so Bruce has nothing to do with it though. It's that re- it's that realization shot where they do the push zoom on Dude. on Brody. Yes, that shot of him on the beach. I of love the that realization shot. that oh fuck, I was right, and there is a, a kid literally getting eaten in half. <laughs> um, like that is to me the most iconic shot of the entire movie, and it's so well done. Absolutely. It's almost like the Spielberg guy knew what he was doing. So you <laughs> so you and Vito have told me before how you do that kind of shot. It's so you have a you have a camera You're you're pushing in physically you're, and you're zooming out at the same time. So you're pushing the camera in at the same time zooming out. Yeah. And it gives you that weird so it like keeps, yeah, it keeps your it keeps your main focus right in the center on of the, the shot. Person. And it can and that person's not moving in the frame, but everything in the background. Yeah. Is getting bigger and smaller. It's such a cool. It's such a fucking cool. It's trick, a great dude. shot. It's a great like, shot. Who, who figured that out? I actually want to know who figured that oh, out. Oh, that's actually you, that's actually really well known. I don't know it off the top of my head, but that's it's yeah, a well known. We'll look thing. it up for next yeah. week because that's like what a fucking awesome yeah. effect, dude. Yeah, it's no, it's so great. effective. Oh, Simon pushed him. That's <laughs> that that's his name. Uh, <laughs> that's actually his last name. It's just very ironic that it's it's actually what you do. It's French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the guy that, that pioneered it though, he it is a well-known thing. I just forget it off the top of my head. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so this starts. Well, well, that and that's one bad hat, Harry. Yeah, I never knew uh, that's, that's where that some, came from. That's some bad hat. That's some bad hat. Harry. Some bad hat. Harry. I never knew that that's where the production company name came from until I saw mm. this for the first time mm-hmm. a few years ago. Uh, who's it's who's is that? It's JJ. No, it wasn't JJ Abrams. It was. Bad Hat Harry is some big producer's company. doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I don't know. We don't need to go through this entire movie because everyone knows it, but this is the catalyst for him to go hunting for the shark again, basically. He gets Richard Dreyfuss to come in. They they form a team. They Brian hire... Singer. Brian Singer, that's it. Ooh, that Brian Singer. <laughs> um, 
they they eventually hire Quint to go after it. And then what I love about the movie is that it's it's very much very much like the board game. The board game makes so much sense because the movie, exactly like the game, it is very much the tale of two movies yeah. within the one. Right. You have everything that takes place on shore, and then you have everything that takes place on the Orca. Half the movie. It's like split right down the middle. Yeah. By the way, if you don't have the the Ravensburger Jaws game. Oh, it's fantastic. It's so good. It's, Highly recommend. It's really, it's fun. It's like it's, 25 bucks at Target. Just it's, go get it. It's pretty, it's pretty involved like to learn the basics of it. But once you have it, man, what a good game. Mm-hmm. So good. Oh, yeah. Um, what I, I think the, um, one of the things that the second movie, and we'll, we'll obviously get there when we're talking about it, uh, didn't have that this first movie did in, in spades was the the character work mm. the character work between hooper quint and brody absolutely on the boat yeah is is cinema 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 it's a cinema masterclass yeah. in character work it mm-hmm. really really is um and i i can't think <clears throat> of three better actors to play off of each other maybe it's just because we're so used to seeing them at this point but they're just so fucking. There's good. something so authentic about uh, about, and and I I actually I don't know much about the behind the scenes of this movie, and I I've never as as much as I love Jaws, I've never looked up too much about uh, what was going on behind the scenes, like how it was made. I you own these movies on mm-hmm. on on Blu-ray, so I'd like to watch some of the making of. Oh, they're great. Sometime. The but version like, of Jaws I have has like seventeen documentaries. Oh on it. shit, it's crazy. Well, yeah, I'd love to watch some of those. Like, I, I just, I just have always, I've loved these movies forever, and I've loved the dynamic between the actors. There's something. Um, I've talked before about how, uh, how in Goonies, right? Uh-huh. There's something so authentic about the way the kids in interact with each other. <laughs> yeah. There's something so authentic about the way that kids interact with each other. Like they're talking over each other the whole the whole time. It's almost like just a real kids it's conversation. Very That's kind of the same feel that I get from, uh, especially like um, uh, when you first when you first meet uh, Hooper when he comes into the picture. You know, he shows up on the dock that one day, and he walks in. He's like he's talking to to Brody. Like they're talking over each other. They're uh, he, like they're cracking jokes, even yeah. though they don't they don't really know each other. It's like I get the real sense that that they just kind of let the actors sort of go with whatever they wanted to. Maybe it, it, they could also just be a testament to how good of actors they are. That that could be my, my I, I would and 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 Shaw his like his character just seems like like how could it doesn't even seem like a character. Oh no, that seems like him through and through. It's like they just hired a fucking salty old sea captain, and and yep. that's who you get in the movie. Like this is, a, it's to me it, as far as I'm concerned, one of the best performances ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quint is one of my favorite characters of all time. He's so he's he's so captivating. The fucking the 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 monologue about the uh, Indianapolis. Yep. I mean, everybody would say this because obviously it's one of the best scenes in all of cinema. Uh, Did it's you know so fucking captivating to watch? Like you can't take your eyes off of him. And even it's more incredible. And even more incredible about that is, I'm fairly certain that Robert Shaw was 
hammered you can tell when he's playing the scene mm. that he's just like glassy a bit you know like yeah you can tell that he's had a few like yeah and it's and it makes the scene so much better like when him and uh hooper are comparing scars like that that camaraderie between the two of them because they all hate each other up until that point like that's the point where they all they actually, hate each other they're just they didn't really respect each other right though. right um at least quint didn't respect them they didn't respect him. right um and like there's this this turning point in the movie that happens during that scene. So that scene is so important for so many so many reasons. You know, it's it's, it's my it's, favorite scene in the entire movie, yeah, honestly. It, it's the turning point for the characters, it's the turning point for when Jaws become or Bruce becomes that much more menacing because mm-hmm. he like starts to ram the ship yeah. and all that stuff. And then that starts the whole, you know, escapades with the um with the barrels and all that stuff. Like oh. It's just, it's such a good scene. Can I mention one more thing about that scene, too? That I, in all of my viewings of Jaws over the past 20 years, mm-hmm. I've never, I've never noticed um, until today when I was rewatching this movie. So the scene where they're comparing scars happens. Quint does his amazing monologue. Um, the shark starts to ram into the side of the boat Mm -hmm. and they get up and they all start to like you know man their battle stations and there's a fire at one point in time right Mm -hmm. like a lantern falls over and 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 quint says uh chief uh chief can you can you put out the fire and he's like so calm about it he's like stony like just this steely this steely gaze and there's a boat there's a his wooden boat is on fire and he has no reaction care, to it. And he just goes, Chief, could you uh, take care of the fire? He starts that fire. On purpose? Yes. Because because Brody goes to to he goes to pick up the walkie-talkie. Yeah. The the CB radio to call in to the shore. And there's a quick cut where Brody picks up the CB. It cuts back to uh Quint looking at him. And then all of a sudden, you see the lantern fall on the floor, and then it cuts cuts uh, between the two of them one more time, and then he goes, Chief, can you take care of that fire? The reason he was so calm about that fire is because he started it. He knocks the lantern over, because because then if you think about the, the next scene, where Brody goes to call into shore one more time... That's when Quint just goes, nah, I'm not, ha- I'm not having that. And he picks up that club and he fucking smashes the radio to pieces. Hmm. So the first time, it's when he he sees Brody about to call into shore, and he decides that he doesn't want him calling into shore, so he throws the lantern down real quick and starts the fire. Interesting. I've, I've never noticed that. So obviously I've, you didn't I've, notice it no, either. No, 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 yeah. no. Yes, hundred percent. Quint starts that fire. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. We'll have to. Okay. In, in between talking about Jaws one and two, let's pause real quick and watch that scene, and you'll see what I'm talking about. I never noticed it in all the time I've seen this movie probably several dozen times. Hmm. Never noticed it until today when I was rewatching this movie that he absolutely 100% starts that fire. Interesting. Uh, speaking of things I never noticed before, the score to this movie <laughs> is iconic, right? Yeah. One thing that I John never Williams. realized, yeah, John Williams is, I mean, honestly, everything John Williams touches is amazing. Mm. I never realized how much this score sounds like what would be Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's so many musical cues in this movie uh-huh. that sound like Star Wars music. Yeah. It's insane. I re-listened to the soundtrack uh, earlier today <laughs> because somebody here was a was a real 
a real pal and bought me the the soundtrack on vinyl. Oh, I thought you were gonna. Ago. I thought you were gonna be a dick, but mm-hmm. yeah, yes, I was a pal. Yes, you're right. I was. Jesus. Um, I bought that. I bought that vinyl for you sitting at Applebee's. Nice. Did you know that? Well, because when you're here, you're family. <laughs> no, we were going to a. We wait, were that's go- wait, that's Olive Garden. <laughs> No, Applebee's is if you're getting takeout, uh, pray because you don't you you know we don't know what got put in those fucking boxes, which is not a great tagline for a company. No, it's not. But it's, it's really it is not. what it is. Yeah, you know, um, another thing that I liked about the character. Like speaking of the characters, uh, 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 Hooper. I love the fact that they just gloss over the fact that Hooper is ridiculously rich. Yeah, because it's like not even a point of the story no. it's something that they gloss over i feel no. like in any other movie that would have been like a uh, plot point right like go like, oh, oh he was trying to hide it because he didn't want to be looked at he wanted to be respected as the whatever it's like no like it's like oh did the institute pay for this boat it's like no i paid for it pretty mm. much all myself what are you rich yeah mm. and that's it like that, yeah <laughs> it's never come back to him and yeah, I, lo- he mentions, I love that uh, tiny says, little bit he says uh they pay you to look at sharks he's like yeah. Uh, how much? You, how much? And he's like, "Well, me or the family." You know, it's like he comes from he comes from money. He comes from money, yeah. And that's it. They just they 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 lay it out on the table. It is what and it that's is. That's it. It's almost like it was. It's almost as though it was just kind of used to explain the boat away in the script. Yeah. But it means so much more though. Like it's it was kind of a throwaway line, I think. But that but it kind of took on way more once it was well and it's like it, you know it, it says more about his character about how much he actually cares about what he does you oh know, yeah like he does he, this because he wants he's to. he's rich he has the means to do the type of studies that he wants to do but that's not why he does it he does it because he genuinely loves mm-hmm. sharks like Just, the story that he tells about a thresher shark coming in and destroying his little uh his little sloop mm-hmm. like that's that's why he does it. Yeah. Because he became fascinated with sharks because he was attacked by one when he was just a, a tot, you know? Sure. <laughs> like, sure. so that's, I, I, that's, that, that is a, that is a, a good point. Like, they just sort of, they just sort of gloss over it they just, because they, it's not, it's they not don't really necessary to the story. Yeah. But it's important to know in um, a way. Fun fact. Fun fact. The uh, very first model of, uh, of Bruce that they put in the water. Bruce, hey? Sunk immediately, <laughs> uh, and they had to, they had to spend a whole bunch of time and effort and money to go retrieve it from the bottom of the uh, of the water, have it hoisted back up, and the, yeah, it, it was a whole mess. The making of this movie was a fucking mess. It really, really was. They were behind on their days. They were over budget. They were like it, the the making of this movie is pretty fascinating. Well, and didn't didn't Bruce basically not work ever? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. at all. So not it was at like, all. It was just a, an absolute nightmare of a shoot. Isn't it crazy that something can be? They must have been like looking at their dailies and just being like, "Oh fuck! Like, what are we doing? How We're everything can so go? Much money. Everything can go so wrong. It can be such a shit show, and then it becomes one of the best movies ever made. Best movies ever made, and like, and nominated for a bunch of Academy Awards that yeah. year, and shit like. Well, minus the Academy Award, you're really talking about Waterworld. <laughs> Just putting that out there. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, the USS Indianapolis, we talked about this mm. in Quint's uh, yeah. in Quint's thing. I didn't look this up, but is that a true story? Did the USS Indianapolis 
sync? It's weird that you have that question and you decided to ask me, who obviously I don't know, <laughs> instead of just looking it up yourself. No, I, I, I'm realizing here that I took a note about it and I realized I didn't look it up. Um, No, I, I honestly don't know. Um. Because the story is, so they, they were the ones it's who... It's so vivid when he yeah. tells it. Like, Well, they were the ones who delivered the bomb that was going to be dropped on oh, Hiroshima. Yeah, you're right, you're right. That's what makes the story so amazing. Like, he tells this harrowing story about these tiger sharks that come in and 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 eat 700 men. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he, he just sort of like, he smiles and he says, but we, we deliver the bomb, so... <laughs> You know, so it was like, like fine. It all worked fuck. out at the end, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a movie called The USS Indianapolis: Men of Courage. Okay. Starring Nicolas Cage. What if Nicolas Cage played Quint? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what if he played the same character? Please, please. I mean, he didn't, but that'd be amazing. Please um, let that be a let's movie. Let's see here. Where is the uh, Where's the Wikipedia? I'm looking this up on the fly. Okay, so here we go. Okay, what do you got? Um. Uh, it departed for the Philippines on training duty uh, 0, 1500 July 30th. The ship was torpedoed by oh. the Imperial Japanese N- Navy submarine I-58 and sank in 12 minutes. So that, so far, all checks mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Um, of 1,195 crewmen aboard, approximately 300 went down with the ship. The remaining 890 faced exposure, dehydration, Salt water poisoning and shark attacks. Holy shit! It's a true while story. stranded in the open ocean with few lifeboats and almost no food or water. Oh my god! The navy only learned of the sinking four days later when survivors were spotted by the crew of a PV One Ventura on routine patrol. Only 316 survived. The sinking of the Indianapolis resulted in the greatest single loss of life at sea from a single ship in the history of the U.S. Navy. Wow! I had no so idea. So like. Pretty fucking bang on, dude. I mean, and That's Robert crazy. Shaw looks like the kind of guy that would survive that. <laughs> yeah. Just by punching sharks away, like just batting them away, you know? <laughs> Guaranteed. That's wild, man. Uh, it makes That's sense really as to wild. why he's crazy as shit, too. Yeah. It really does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it affected him damn. in a big way. That's damn, crazy. Damn, damn, damn. Um, so yeah, so I mean, if you've seen the movie, obviously you know how the movie ends. Uh, they uh, they end up blowing the fuck out of a shark. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would say blowing a shark the fuck up. That's that's what I meant. Because like to say. blowing the fuck out of a shark is <laughs> that's a different documentary. Sure, it's very true. <laughs> um, no, like literally, there is nothing that survives of this shark, and that's important to remember. Um, like literally you see the entire front of it. It's like a, it's like, yeah, you know, those, those, those classic exploding cigars from, uh, like Looney Tunes and whatnot. Yeah. That's what happens to the shark. Yeah. Whole front end gone. Yeah. Completely gone. Yeah. Uh, and the, the movie ends. Chief Brody is, is the only survivor. Oh no, no, I take it back. Hooper, Hooper survives yeah. too. Brody um, and Hooper. Hooper, Hooper just hides underwater like a bitch. <laughs> Well, 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 Brody's fighting a gigantic great white shark on the surface. I mean, what was what was Ho- what was Hoop gonna do? What was he gonna do? Maybe he was underwater blowing the fuck out of the shark. <laughs> maybe that's what he was. Do- he was distracting it. Maybe, maybe there were other sharks that he kept at bay by blowing the fuck out of them. That could be it. That could be it. And 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 in a way. Save Chief Brody. Here's one thing that I never realized before. Um, remember when we went over to Jansen's house before we did one of our last shark episodes 
and we made you do the VR, the oh. VR shark thing. Yeah. That is exactly the cage dive from Jaws. Yeah. I never realized that oh, before. Yeah. Cause your cage breaks off and you yep. fall to the bottom yep. of the ocean. Dude. And it, oh, the, it, uh, it was open, also it was it, also very uh forty seven meters down. That's that's true, but I can't imagine that it was based off that. Really? I can uh, imagine a, that it was based game, off of a game Jaws. That, a game more. that was made in twenty nineteen you'd think would be made more so no. based off of No. Because twenty seven meters down wasn't that big of a movie. Definitely it was Jaws. Okay. Most definitely. Okay. But fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyway, though, okay, so that's Jaws. Um, moving on to Jaws 2. Now, I will say this. I find it very odd that there is one, let alone three sequels, to Jaws. Like, Jaws seems like that institution movie, right? That just stands on its own. And it's so weird to me that there's three more stories in that series. Well, you haven't seen three or four. <laughs> and let me I'm, tell you. I'm, I'm looking forward to let it. Let me tell you, you're in for a treat. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> it's just so weird to me that these movies even exist. Right? It's like it's like if you tried to make a, a, a sequel to like Schindler's List. Like <laughs> you should never do that. Like you should never make a sequel to Jaws. <laughs> Schindler's another list. <laughs> I'm just saying though, like there's some movies that should stand on their own because of how important they are. Yeah. Like I feel like Jaws should be one of those movies. Uh, but alas, it is not. And in 1978, only a couple years after the original, Jaws 2 was released. Steven Spielberg refused to have anything to do with it. Absolutely refused. Good for him. And the studio was like, well, if we don't do it, somebody else is going to. So they went ahead and uh, started making the, the second movie right off the bat. I sit here. I'm, I'm going to lay this out right now. I say good for I say good for Steven Spielberg for not wanting to have anything to do with it because that's that's good. Stick to your guns. Stick to your uh, stick to your your convictions. Right. Uh-huh. That being said, Jaws two. I love this movie. Um, it's way better than it has any right to be. I I'll say that I I I've watched this movie maybe not more so than Jaws one, but definitely an equal amount of times. Okay, so this was my first time seeing it. Okay, yeah. I've me and me and my buddy Dave David, uh, we used to watch this movie all the time when we were younger. Okay, like I would go over to his house, we'd pop it on, we'd just watch Jaws two. Oh, uh, like, I I might have actually seen Jaws two before I ever saw Jaws one. Oh, really? To be honest with you. So this one's like really near and dear to your heart, then. Absolutely. I'm not. To, I I I don't think that I like this movie better than the first one. Like okay. the first Jaws, it's kind of hard to top that. But sure. uh, yeah, I I would say it's pretty close. I would I, say it's pretty close. Like it's it definitely has its flaws. It's not a. I would. I don't know. That I would say that. I. I would say that it's good. It's a lot better than. Like I said before, it's a lot better than I think that it should be. But I don't know that I would put it anywhere near the first one. I. I wouldn't say in terms of like what it is as a movie. No. Like your enjoyability but, factor, though. Yeah. My. Yeah. Exactly. Like my yeah. entertainment that I get out of it. It's. It's. It's just a fun, like adventurous. Like it. It gives you a it gives you a good ride. Fair you know enough. what I mean? So for those like me who have never seen it before, yeah. uh, this one is directed by Jeannot Schwark. Uh, that's a fun name to say. Uh, Jeannot Schwark, actually, um, I should be a big fan of this guy because he did... 
he did a ton of my favorite TV shows, like tons, all of them, such as multiple, multiple episodes. Um, he did tons of Fringe, tons of Smallville, tons of Heroes, tons of Bones, tons of Grey's Anatomy for you, Castle, uh, Castle, like Scandal, like all these like big time TV shows. He was like one of the go to guys because he did multiple episodes and everything. So he made a really good Super, career. Did you mention Supernatural? Uh, no, Supernatural. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's done like uh, he's made a really really good career for himself in the TV world. Yeah, wow. Well, um, I'm looking at his uh, his list right now. Yeah, crazy. Holy right? shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he went on to do uh, a, a shit ton of TV. But this is where he got his start. This is his first. Uh, I believe it was his first motion picture that he ever did. Um, let's see here. Police Chief Brody must protect the citizens of Amity after a second monstrous shark begins terrorizing the waters. That's a very interesting way of putting it because I was always led to believe by everybody who ever described this movie to me that how did the fucking shark survive from the first movie? That thing was clearly blown up, but, but Bruce is back in the second one. <clears throat> I was always led to believe that it was the same shark. Well, the movie... It's, it's not. The shark in the second movie is the... F- is it the... F- female of the they don't ever say oh they don't no no it's well they don't say in, they don't say in the movie but isn't it isn't it supposed to be like understood that it's the chief brody at one point in time asks if if it's possible that because they killed one shark another one could he does could, he does could kind could of angry or whatever almost like a revenge yeah like but it, that's, came, it came to like settle a score or something but like the that. person he's talking to is just like like no that's stupid it's like oh okay like that and that, that's literally all it's mentioned so the idea is maybe this other big ass shark is is out for revenge because you know eh, you killed my friend you know um kind of like that one um that one uh, raccoon friend that came back after you squashed his buddy that one time on the way up to Bad Axe. Oh he's gonna he's gonna come back and kill you one day. <laughs> Why would you bring that up? <laughs> That's so terrible. Um, but the point is though, is that it's not the same shark. Everybody, like I said, grow, like not growing up, everybody who I had ever heard talk about this movie, mm-hmm. they said it's the same shark. It's not the same not, shark. Yeah. It's a completely different shark. Now the shark can, now the shark does have like some pretty major tissue damage to its, its from face. From the beginning already. of the movie. Oh, from the, the shark literally oh, from gets the, oh, blown from the up. Boat, from yeah. the yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, by the by, the woman okay. that literally pours gasoline all over herself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's like fucking monk style. That's uh, there's one thing that's held true for my entire life from when I was a little kid watching this movie to this point right now. Mm-hmm. That woman in that boat, I'm glad she dies. <laughs> I am. Why? I am. There's just something about, I said to you, like, she's dressed for gardening. She's not dressed for a day out on the water. She's dressed for gardening. She's wearing gardening gloves. She's wearing a bandana around her head. I'm like, you're not supposed to be out out on the water. That's a good point. You're shirking your responsibilities in your garden. Now your tomatoes are probably going <laughs> to suffer from it. And 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 she just and and then she goes to pick up a gas tank to throw it at the shark and ends up pouring gas. All over herself. You know what? She you're deserved right. to be. Ex- she deserved to explode. In you know that, what? You're in right. That, you're in that horrible. You're accident. absolutely correct. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a great opening of the movie, though. It's fantastic. Um, that's not really even the opening. Yes, it is. No, the opening is the uh, the two divers. Oh, well, the opening is the two divers. Uh, yes. Who find the orca? Yeah, yeah, 
but it's, but this is like the opening to the plot, basically. Sure, though, sure. You know, it's the first yeah, thing like that, that causes the attention of everybody and, yeah. and, and what have you. Um, so yeah, so Roy Scheider is back again it's kind as of, Chief Brody. It's kind of long into the movie though because we've already seen at this point the uh, like the parasailing kids, the kids who were doing like the jank ass like parasail, which that thing was fucking yeah, it was awesome. so cool. Really um, cool. I've never seen anything like it. You had already seen the 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 POV from the shark. Are you the sure? Da-dun. Yeah. Okay. Because he. Uh, the shark. Why well, at this point I don't know if it's a if it's a male or female shark, but the shark is going after the person on the parasailing thing, and then the person on the parasailing thing goes back up into the air, and then it turns its attention toward the skier. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You're right. You're and right. And then the skier gets taken out. You're right. You're right. And then <laughs> the skier gets fucking eaten, eat to shit. That shark eight, is fast eight, as shit. Oh, yeah. Shark is fast as so hell. So they talk about it. The, my Jaws 2 DVD actually has a really awesome making of on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually talk about that was completely intentional because the shark was supposed to basically, that, that speedboat goes so fast that apparently like there was like a submarine that could go as fast as a speedboat. Mm-hmm. And that made the submarine kind of badass because mm-hmm. it could move that quickly. So they thought, well, if the shark can go the exact same speed, if not faster than a speedboat, then that that makes that means that the shark is that much more ferocious Just and scary predator. and all that. Yeah. yeah. So that's why they did that. But okay. yeah, that shark really does eat the shit out of that skier, <laughs> and it's fantastic. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I said, no, Roy Scheider is back as Brody. Uh, him and his wife uh, Ellen, also again played by Lorraine Gary, mm-hmm. uh, and then also you have Murray Hamilton, who is back as Mayor Vaughn. How the fuck is this guy still a goddamn mayor? Still a piece of shit. How is he still the mayor He's though? Still a piece. Everybody of shit. there knows that he lied about the shark and people died. <laughs> How is he still the fucking mayor? Oh man. Well, but hold on. But people are still the people in the town are still. They're still acting the same way too because it's true. So there was this. I think that they. So, I think that they view the first one as a a total anomaly, right? Mm-hmm. We had a rogue shark who uh, who had sort of staked a claim over the 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 perimeter of the island and was hunting, right? Mm-hmm. And was feasting. That shark was killed. Uh, Brody and Hooper sh- killed that shark. So, the shark's gone. Yeah. So, they go right back to... They go right back to their old way of thinking, where, Business oh, we don't have a shark... We don't have a shark problem here. Yeah. The mayor's right. Brody's wrong. We're going to fire his ass because he's so wrong. This is no different than like the people of Detroit re-electing Kwame. <laughs> God. I'm just saying, though. like This guy, like... It doesn't take a rocket science to, scientist to figure out this guy is a terrible, terrible person to run your city. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could go off on a whole side. Oh yeah, I'm just saying. I'm, my my point is though, is like these people are just blind to it because they want to live their nice idyllic life, right? Um, but yeah, I don't know. Murray. Well, is, the or, whole the whole city count like the city council because now yeah. Now, so who's this new guy? Because now Brody's wife is a part of the city council. She is, and the who's this new guy? The um. The, yeah, who the, is the new this clown? Con- yeah, the guy who's fu- the guy who is uh, who's who who looks at fucking Rico Suave looking. Yeah, Rico Suave motherfucker. <laughs> he looks at because he looks at Brody and he says, uh, uh, "Great lady, I don't know what I'd do without her." It's like you're talking to her husband. Yeah. Oh, and then also right in front of him, he's like, "Oh, hey, hon, can you go get this?" And like, it's like, they just hey, hey, man, fuck you. He's the fucking chief of police. Yeah, piece of shit. I know, right? Yeah. 
Um, so anyway, though, uh, who is what's that character's name? Well, I can't think of his name. Uh, I can't think of his is name. Is it Peterson? Uh, that is. Was it Peterson? I think it is Peterson. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Played by Joseph uh, Mascolo. Uh, let's see here. There's not too many other. There's a lot of kids in this movie. So Brody, I don't know how many years after the first Jaws this is supposed to take place. We talked about this the other night. It's four, I think. Okay. They uh the older the older I feel like son it checks out. I don't think that it does. The okay. older son could not have been more than like nine or ten. No. In that first movie, I would say eleven or twelve. Ah, uh, maybe. But, but that still doesn't check out because he's in a bar drinking. Yeah. At one point, he'd in be time. sixteen. He'd be Four 16, years later, and he is, the, he is and the very drinking much, age has only ever gone as low as eighteen in our country, as far as I know. He's um, very much a seventeen or eighteen year old in the movie. Yeah, right. Has to be because she does. The wife mentions. Uh, um, Ellen mentions at one point that they've been there for four years. Right. I believe you are correct. I believe you're correct. Yeah. Point. That's, the point that's is, what I thought. the actor who is now playing um, uh, Michael. Michael is way older than I feel like he should be. Yeah. Uh, but the story, though, is basically the story about Mike and his friends. You know, he, uh, it's, it's the way they described it in the making of is actually really smart. It's the idea behind all of these kids going out on their, uh, their sailboats mm-hmm. all the time is basically the same thing as kids that cruise in their cars. Uh, in the cities. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, well, what do the kids do when they live on an island? They cruise on their sailboats. Yeah, absolutely. And they go places and everything else. So yeah. it's very much like uh, American graffiti on the water, if you will. So you have these kids that are out like doing this. But or, then... or literally any town, anywhere, ever. Well, yeah, I'm just using it as an example. It's called an example, James. Don't, don't try and get classy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know why I did that so weird. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we have these. So we have these new shark attacks. Uh, Brody knows exactly what it is because, like he even says in the movie, "I've been up close to these things. I know what they are." Of course, yeah. Uh, and he has the proof, but nobody wants to believe him. He ends up getting fired because they don't want to deal with his shit again with with the shark attack things. Meanwhile, Brody's son Michael is out with all of his friends on the water, and this the story basically becomes about them. They spend a big, big chunk of time with the kids mm-hmm. at the end of this movie. And there's a lot of them. There's too many of them to name. Uh, one that I will point out though, Donna Wilkes, who plays Jackie. Jackie is like this sort of, sort of annoying kind of, she's the cousin of one of the girls that they're friends with that is trying to get hooked up with Mike, basically. Mm-hmm. She's kind of annoying, but <laughs> I knew her. I'm like, where do I know this girl from? I think it was Vinegar Syndrome put out a, uh, a trilogy of these movies called Angel. It's about this underage prostitute. No, I swear it's not as creepy as it sounds. Yes, it is. It may be. Uh, but the movies are actually really good. At least the first one is. And I'm like, why the fuck do I know this girl? She plays Angel in those Angels, uh, in the first Angel movie, at least. Mm-hmm. So that's where I know her from. She's the only other person that I would say that is of note of people that might know those movies. But um, I don't think anybody else really went on to do anything worth mentioning. But, um, yeah, there's your cast. I'm sure some of them did. Probably, but whatever. But who cares? Um, I didn't realize that this movie was once again scored by John Williams. Because it sounded very different to me. Like, it had his main music cues in it, yes. But uh-huh. it, the movie sounded very, very different to me. Almost more Harry Manfredini, who did the Friday the 13th movies. Oh, like I, was, I got kind of more of that vibe from the score. See, I don't know. Harry Manfredini 
kind of uh, wove in some more like it's hard to describe like the like the eighties the eighties sort of like synthy like synthy sort no, of he, electronic he, he stuff into his. And I didn't. I didn't pick like this was. This was f- still full on like orchestration. It was, but I don't know. There was just something about it that reminded me of this music belongs in, in like a slasher flim. Mm. No, flim. 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 Slasher flim. Slasher flim. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just. I, I just got that feeling from it. So like right off the bat, though, the movie felt different to me. Yeah. Um, not a huge deal, but it, it definitely has a different like. If you're going into this movie expecting like the same feelings you got with with the first Jaws, you're not going to get it. In my opinion. And I would say to its benefit. I would say that. I like I think that it I for me personally, like like Jaws is Jaws is on the original Jaws, the first movie is on a whole different level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's just that's untouchable. It is it's uh-huh. it's horror movie history. It is uh the best shark film ever made, uh barring Deep blue sea, deepest bluest. My head is like a shark's fan. Um, it's true. Story. And it's shark and Sharknado maybe, but uh, this movie, it it comes with a completely different vibe, but it's so totally enjoyable that oh, I don't like. I don't. I'm not saying it's not like like I know that this movie has gotten like bad like bad bad reviews. And I think that people are looking at it and they're going like, "Well, they're comparing well, it's not it." Jaws. They're comparing it to yeah. They're comparing it to the original Spielberg film, and it's like, yeah, of course, it's not the Spielberg film. But look at it for what it is. Like, it's a fun movie about a another gigantic shark, and it's not like they actually do because you you stopped it at one point last night and you go, you know, we're an hour into this movie. And it doesn't feel like it because they're actually telling a pretty good story. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you said we're an hour into this movie and like nothing has really happened, but it doesn't really matter that much because they're telling a good story. Yeah, the characters are all very likable. Yeah. The story is good. They're 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 spending their time really dragging out, making you uh, like the characters. Right, is basically what it is. And that's exactly what Jaws did. Mm-hmm. Like oh, Jaws, yeah. Jaws is like you don't and, even fucking you don't even like the the action with like uh with Brody and Hooper and Quint on the on on the orca. Um, the real action doesn't start until an hour and twenty four minutes into the movie. No, it's the second. You know it's I mean? the second half of the movie when they're finally on the water. The whole first half of the movie is it's just. Not even, it's not even the second act. It's like it's it's not even the second half. It's the third act. Like the third act, basically. Third, the third act is. is like the second half of the movie, though. Well, it's the third third of the movie. Well, no, a third act that doesn't mean the movie split into thirds, James. Well, I mean, not not time wise, at least. I'm saying in terms of how Jaws is split up. Yeah. The 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 last third of the movie is where most of the action happens. Sure, whatever. We're we're splitting hairs, but yeah, sure. We're not splitting um, hairs. We are. Um. <laughs> yeah. No. The uh. This this they kind of follow the same. Uh, thread a little bit in the second movie because it's all about the kids stranded on their sailboats and yeah. the shark is attacking them. Yet for some reason, though, it even though it's the same setup, it 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 has its own feeling to it. Like the kids are constantly in the water. Some of the kids get completely picked off. There's a lot more death. A bit much much bigger body count. Well, it's 
in it's, this movie. Well, oh, d- absolutely, yeah. Well, it's really kind of it's kind of the opposite of what the first movie was too, because like in in the first movie, once they set out on the orca, it's like these these three. Uh, you've got the expert shark hunter, the uh, the the biologist, the marine biologist, and the uh, chief, three Chief Brody. very big personalities. Yeah, like you've got these three hunters, like they're out there and they're they're on their mighty steed and they're hunting down this fucking shark, right? This movie is kind of the complete opposite, where you have a bunch of like sort of sniveling, <laughs> wimpy people at the mercy of the shark. Sure. Like you never really felt in the first movie you re- you never really felt like the three the three people in the in the boat were at the mercy of the shark. No, they at they, any point in time. Like even even when Bruce was fucking battering the sides of the orca in, you still felt like they um, were they were in control still. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to a certain extent. At in this movie, it kind of flips that on its head and there's no control. Like once once the once chaos starts, the kids are at the mercy well, of the shark for the entire movie. They're completely helpless. Right. All they know how to do is sail, and when that 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 capability is taken away from them, they don't know what to do. Right, like they're just sitting ducks. Right, and like I said, a lot of them get picked off because they're just waiting for an angel from the sky with a majestic chin strap beard to come and save them. The helicopter pilot. Oh, you don't remember the chin strap <laughs> yes, beard on I the helicopter now. pilot? I do now. I would not have remembered that if you wouldn't have said it. But. The worst chin strap beard in in all of movies in, in all of movie history. He looked like Hey Blinken. <laughs> Just saying. Um, Did you say Hey Blinken? <laughs> no, I said Hey Blinken. Um, I like that they acknowledged Hooper because obviously he's not in this one. But I like that they acknowledge the fact that he's in Antarctica. Yeah. He did that trip that he was supposed to do. Yeah, even though. He was supposed to fly out in the morning. He absolutely missed that flight. <laughs> he still made. It. He's rich. He got yeah, his own. He, he got his own chartered a jet. Yeah. Uh, but I like the fact that they at least they at least mentioned him. Yeah. To tie the movies together, they actually the the cold open of the movie. They're di- the two divers that open the movie. They're actually diving at the sunken orca. Yeah. Off the coast, which is really cool because it's still down there and and. You know, it's kind of kind of cool to think about the underneath everything that's going on there. The orca is still sitting under there right. as remnants of the old uh, old attack. Right, kind of cool. Um, yeah, I um I like that uh, Hooper or not Hooper uh, Brody. In in the first movie, Brody kind of took a backseat to Quint and Hooper's Hooper, yeah. charge. Right, yeah. they knew what they were doing. Right. Even though they bought heads a lot because they had different ideas about how to do it, they were both very much alphas. Whereas in this one, Brody definitely has to take over that. Like he has to become the alpha. He's the only one that can do it. Right. Um, and he goes from like not even being able to pilot a boat to randomly knowing how to completely drive a boat perfectly fine, except that he crashes it into an island. So maybe yeah. not perfectly fine. <laughs> well, well, and to be fair. Driving a boat's not hard. No, it's not. I don't personally like doing it, but it's not hard. <clears throat> I agree. It's not, when you're in open water. When you're in open water, yep. driving a boat is not hard. Well, no, it's literally in, instead of a gas pedal, you just have a little thing over here that you push forward. Other than that, it's the same fucking thing. True. Like if you can't drive a boat, you're you're probably a stupid person. Brody, I'll just I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go on record and say that right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, the point is, though, Brody, though, he definitely takes the mantle, though, of being, like, the alpha of the situation. He's there to save the day. You know, he's been in the situation with the shark before, which is why he knew it was coming. Yeah. So, of course, it's going to be up to him. Well, and the problem is, is he's up against, once again, he's up against the fucking... Bureaucracy. The... the Bureaucracy. The, there we go. The 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 bureaucrats in the, <laughs> in the fucking uh, Amityville... Not Amityville. In the Amity Island... Um, town council which his wife is now a part of apparently and so it's uh it's 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 not easy for him to get his point across even when he has evidence the picture he literally has a picture of the shark i mean they're all passing in this picture around like i don't see it i don't know i don't know what you got it's very clearly of a shark it's uh, listen it's the 70s they people know what sharks look like in the seventies. Okay, come I, on. If if you walked in, if you walked in, hold on. I'm just just objectively speaking. If you walked or subjectively speaking, if you walked in and you set that picture in front of me in black and white, I'm not sure that I would know what I was looking at. No, but if somebody came to you and said it's a shark, you'd go, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if somebody walked up to me with that same picture and said it's a pinball machine. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, yeah, I see what you're seeing. You know what I mean? No, like, you wouldn't because it doesn't look like it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he was, he didn't have much to sell, right? I guess, but, like, you, you, you'd think they'd take him more seriously this time, though. You would think there's, that. There's a point in the movie where, like, don't press it this time. It's like, what do you mean don't press it this time? He was 100% right last but time. But they do a pretty good job in this movie of making him look like a nut job. Like, there's they the do. one they part do. where he's up in the, uh, the, the crow's nest kind yep. of thing on the beach. The shark tower looking for sharks and he sees what he th- like a giant like dark shape moving through the water toward a swimmer mm-hmm. and he comes and he <laughs> he's he he got a little crazy on this one because he <laughs> jumps out of the tower runs to the edge of the beach and opens fire on this fucking thing empties his revolver well there's by the way i don't know if you noticed but <laughs> when he opens fire there's a t- like a teenage kid like six or seven feet to the right of where he's firing. Uh, responsible gun ownership. Okay, come on. So, so he he definitely jumps the gun. No pun intended. Jumps the shark. Pun intended. Um, it kind of makes him look crazy. It definitely does. It most, and, and, it most and definitely. Like, does. And it's very it's very reasonable. Like it's it's very re- like from a realistic standpoint, it's very reasonable to think that he would be suffering from some sort of post traumatic stress disorder. Oh, which he is. They, they even because talk he about was almost in the movie, eaten yeah. by a, a fucking shark in the first movie, right? So, so nothing that happens in this movie in the beginning really serves to to make him look like a like a person who is uh, adjusted enough to be handling the situation that they're well, presented one, with. One scene that would have helped with that actually was a deleted scene where. Uh, he busts into like a city council meeting, basically, and like he's trying to show. This is where he's showing the picture we were just talking about. Yeah. And nobody on the council is like believing him. This and that. They tell him to have a seat because they're gonna go talk about <clears throat> what to do about him. Yeah. And there's a deleted scene where they're all in the back, and they all think that he's crazy as shit. However, the mayor, who didn't believe him the first time, when they go to vote, say who wants to fire him, who wants to keep him. Uh, of all people, the mayor is the only one. That puts his hand up for keeping him. 
Really? Yeah. Because he knows. Because he knows. Because he knows that he knows what he's talking yeah. about. He fucked up last time. Yeah. Well, he's not. He doesn't want to make the same mistake. However, in front of all those people, you know, you know, he's going to agree with them. Right. Now, now they're behind closed doors. He disagrees. But like in front of Brody, he's got to put on the face of the hard ass. I agree with my people kind of, right, right. Kind of face. So I feel like that that scene could have definitely helped Brody's case. It, it's it's not missed. If you but don't know it's there, but that's it's not why missed. But that's why it's better that they took it out. I agree. Because it serves the story for him to look crazy for longer. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. That, I agree 100% that it does. Yeah. But, that, but having that scene in, though, would at least do a lot for his credibility, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know? I mean, that's what you want. It's 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 uh it's what you want based or, or against what the story needed, mm-hmm. and what the story needed was for Brody to look like a nut job for a while, so he can come save the day, right? In a sweet way. I didn't know how they were gonna end this movie, right? And in the beginning, it made sense they, though because they they tease it in like the first fifteen minutes of the movie. Apparently, there's just tons of power lines running between running underneath the water well it's an island sure but how like, else are you getting power to the is island is it the same right? is, do you think is it the same cord do you think that they they pick up in the beginning is it just one giant cable that's running from like this power grid over to the island well that that island that they end up at at the the end of the movie is a junction island okay so i think that like Probably like uh, power from the mainland reaches that junction and then it splits off in several different directions. Okay. You know what I mean? So it probably the one that they, the one that when they're trolling at the beginning of the movie that they pick up was probably just like a, like a, like well, a split off from that main line. Regardless, it's established that there are these big, thick power cables sure, yeah. running under underwater. And uh, Hooper, or I keep saying Hooper, Brody. Brody is trying to save his two sons and all the other friends that are stranded out in these boats when the shark is attacking them. And he devises this plan to where he he accidentally lifted up the power cord from the uh, from the, the floor of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And he realizes, oh shit, this is a power cord. I can use this to my advantage. And he draws. Uh, it's not Bruce. We'll call her. We'll call it. If it's a her, if you believe the uh, that theory that it's his mate, right? Uh, Brusetta, Bruschetta, Bruschetta, Bruschetta. Yeah, she's uh, Italian now. Um, <laughs> Bruschetta, she uh, charges uh, uh, Brody. Brody, God, why have a <laughs> hard time with his name? Because you've been drinking again. Yeah, that's probably it. Um, yeah, so so Bruschetta charges at Brody, and he moves out of the way just in time to where uh, the shark bites down on the power cable, <laughs> and that fucking shark. Gets green mild so much. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah. Um almost oh, definitely. <laughs> it's such a it's such a cool the, the Some, s- somebody didn't dip the sponge. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. When 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 it first bites down, the the, the way they tried to do the effects of a little bit wonky. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. It's just like it kind of cuts really quickly and kind of gives off an effect. But but then once you see the shark literally just blowing the fuck up from the inside, <laughs> like fireworks are going off inside of its head it's it's actually a really really cool scene yeah i liked it a lot yeah as did i very Uh, fitting end to uh that particular bruce that scene there's a and the version that we watched last night there's a scene that i i gotta go back and see if i can find the scene that i'm thinking about but 
when we used to watch this when we were younger, there was a scene right before the shark gets to Brody. There's a bird's eye view of the shark, and you can see the scale of the shark and like how massive it is. Mm-hmm. And that shot was absent from interesting what we watched last night. Are you sure it's not from a different movie? Oh no, it's definitely no, it's definitely from this one. Interesting. It's, okay, it's 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 hundred percent from this one because this is the movie that we used to watch all the time when we were younger. Hmm. Um, there's another angle to that, unless I'm just like re- remembering it incorrectly. But there's another angle to that scene where it's a bird's eye view right before it gets to Brody that we used to rewind. Like we used to go back and like, oh my god, it's look at how fucking big this shark is, and we used to rewind it over and over and over just to see how big the shark was. Um, but I told you about that last, and I was like, oh dude, wait until this scene at the end of the sh- like, let's see if this holds up. After all these years, oh, that was the scene that you were talking yeah. about, and, it and wasn't then I there. was, and then I was watching it, and I go, "Okay, there was that was it was gone, it was missing, unless I'm just remembering it wrong." But who knows? So I got a, it was the VH, VHS copy, the VHS, the VHS, the VHS. We used to watch the VHS copy when we were younger. I actually might have it. Then we'll have to, yeah, pop. I'll, we'll I'll, have to, I'll to, we'll have to pop it because they're they're. In my in my tiny little brain, there is a memory of like a bird's eye view of the f- scale of the shark. Okay. And I don't know. I gotta see it again. Fair enough. Anyway, we'll um, do some investigating. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. I love this movie. I it's it's obviously not as good as the original Jaws, but it's just a, a lot of fun. Like the dynamic between all of the kids out on the boats, stranded. You've got like ten different characters, all with like very different character personal like uh, character profiles. You got a couple of nerds, you got a couple of jocks, you got a couple of rich kids, you got a couple of poor kids. Like it, it's it was exactly like American Graffiti. Yeah, yeah, sure, it yes. was, yeah, and and it's just a it's a good mix of characters, and uh and a good and just a just a good. Uh, just a good amount of like just shit happening like the i don't know how else to describe it's it not like boring it's not boring no like you don't even see the shark that much uh, you see the shark a lot in this movie you see the shark a ton in this movie what are you talking no, about no I'm, I'm i'm like like the shark attacks are not i it's not it's not I feel well, like you well see, yeah, you see them uh, more than more well, in this yeah, movie you than see the first it, movie. yeah you see it more than in the first movie but it's still not like the the majority the, the, ma- the majority but... yeah it's tastefully it's tastefully sprinkled the majority of this movie is still more about like the the peril that they find themselves in just based on like being out on the ocean few capsized boats and stuff like that and then the shark just sort of shows up every once in a while you know what i mean yeah kind of like the game um and that's that's what that's that's what I love about it. Like you just you're you're kind of it's it's very sort of realistic. Like you can kind of picture when I was younger, I could picture myself in this situation because mm-hmm. it wasn't. You just want one of those sweet boats. That's all. It was. I do. I love water, it. It's, again, it's a water world boat. Yeah, yeah. Where they tip up on it. Yep. Yep. And you're just sort of like leaning back like a baller, and you're like, "Fuck yeah, this this shit's not <laughs> tipping." I don't know how they do that. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't get it either. 
don't get uh, it. Yeah, I don't know. What did you think about this movie overall? I, I did enjoy it. It was um, it definitely was not what I thought it was. I thought like right after the first one, they got immediately shitty. So I was I was not expecting to go into this movie with high expectations, and I'm happy I didn't because I ended up walking out with a, a favorable review of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like I, I enjoyed it. I, I would watch this again in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's 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 totally watchable, completely watchable. If not good, I was gonna say it's not. Yeah. Even, it's not just watchable. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's not bad. It, it suffers from the fact that Jaws is its daddy. So good, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, how do you compare to that? You know, if you can separ- then again, if you then can again, s- Jedi was better than Star Wars. So, it's that's, possible. That's true. That's or uh, or Empire rather. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Um, not very often though. It's very difficult to get the sequel correct right and especially after so this is an interesting little tidbit here uh one of the original pitches for the jaws sequel was to actually do quint's story from the indianapolis oh man that was one of the ideas that was on the table but the studio thought that it was too confusing and too far away from the source material really and then nobody would really get it yeah because it had nothing to do with jaws at that point screw them um but yeah that (laughs) That was that was that that was an idea that would have been pretty amazing yeah I'd be into it. I do sort of agree, though. I do too. I think it's, that, because you're talking, you're like at that point, you're talking about hundreds of tiger sharks attacking thousands of men. It sounds pretty badass to me. It sounds badass. It's just not. It's not really in line with like what they're doing with the Jaws series. True. Like one rogue, great white, killing people. You know. Yeah. Like there's plenty of other movies where. People are killed by a like a bunch of tiger sharks. A school of fish. A school of fish. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I hear what you're saying, but um, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. That was one of the ideas that was uh, thrown around. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got, dude. I yeah. I'm very much looking forward to watching now three and four because <laughs> these ones I've heard they have a pedigree. Yeah, they have a certain a certain pedigree. Um, that being said, uh, let's call it. Yeah. Um, that's it for this week. If there's any information that we left out, uh, it's highly unlikely because we know everything. Well, if but, you, uh, if there's information that we left out that you're already aware of, then why the fuck did you need us to say it? You already know it. Yeah. Quit being silly. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if you want to find us before next week, you can find us on all social media at, uh, the buzz to kill podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can also find us on Twitter at the buzz to kill PC. Uh, Hey, uh, leave us a comment, leave us a like, uh, subscribe, uh, you know, things that people do on internet sites, do all that. Go, go find our only fans. Ooh. And we should uh, make one. Oh, we should. And only charge people like a dollar for nothing. Let's try it. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next week. See ya. Have a good night.